Welcome back to episode four of the Off the Rails podcast. I'm already dying laughing. I got a special guest with me today. We're not going to introduce him yet. He's not that special, but I don't feel like it. Oh, they can still hear you. So you could you could interject it and just oh. be like, I am very sp-. no. But we've got Mark Coco with us today. How and we doing? Doing good. good. Doing real good. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing all right. Good. Hanging in there. But before we dive into what could be the longest OTR podcast of it could ever, be. we've only had four. So. I mean, the bar's high, but it's, we've got some room. So, yeah, you know, Cam actually told me, she's like, you're not like your numbers oh, for. And I was like, yeah. solid. Yeah, it, it could go. It could go pretty, we'll see. I'm down. Let's but do before we get going, got to announce our giveaway three winner. Yeah, because we did. The- this is future Caleb here. Uh, editor Caleb, whatever you want to call me. Um, I'm wearing something different if you're watching on YouTube, so how you doing? But congratulations to Jessica Nelson from Mayville, Wisconsin on winning our G's Custom Lures giveaway. I've got your email here, so I will send you an email and uh, get your shipping info. Uh, congratulations and for info on Mark's $100 auto detailing giveaway. Get your car clean for free, guys. Come on. Uh, you're going to want to follow our link on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There's going to be a giveaway link there for about a week that you can get in, uh, sign up for that, and, and try to win that. Um, thank you. Now, Mark said he does have a giveaway for everyone for episode four. Or no, hold on. we got to completely restart. This was last episode's giveaway. <laughs> uh, we're not restarting. Keep it in there. We gave away G's Custom Lures $25 gift bag. He gave that to one of you guys. Congratulations. We'll know who that is in the near future. Mark, what are you giving away to him? I'm going to put up a $100 gift certificate for detailing so you can cool. get your car clean. Cool. And, uh, you know, everyone's probably thinking, well, why is he Why is he giving away a, a detailing card? It's because oh, you do yeah. your own. No, that would it? make sense. Oh, so it's because I actually own my own detail shop. Yeah. Um, you get your car cleaned by me and all my guys, and we'll get you taken care of. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. What a... Uh, Sure. So we started in actually 2017, we started my senior summer, uh, right out of high school. And, uh, I only had a couple guys with me. Um, Blake Cooper was one of them. He had helped me kind of on the side and it was more of like a side gig at first. And then it really started to pick up traction like 2018 summer. Mm -hmm. And it just went nuts. I was getting, I had a guy text me one time. He wanted his H1 Hummer done. And it was just, it was like Matt Green, like straight out of like the battlefields. I was yeah. like, "There's no clear cut." Was it who was it? Was it Adam? No, it was. Uh, um, I think it was George. Okay. He also wanted me to sell his house too. We'll see. We're, we'll get into that well, too. You're oh no, we'll get into what, that. What don't you do, sir? That's a that's, whole story. <laughs> that's a whole story. That one. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Mark has his own detailing shop. He's a realtor. He's doing all kinds of stuff. Um, so we're gonna have a pretty interesting podcast today. I think. We'll, We'll make this one last a little while, sure. um, one way or another. We'll see what happens. I got to leave uh, at five, though. So. <laughs> got to do pictures. Ooh. Got to go, go do the pictures. But I got to go do pictures, but Mark did bring us a gift. I did. Thank you, Mark. Um, Cheers. It can be whatever you want. If you're watching, it's Apple Juice. If you're on uh, if you're on Spotify, it's uh, whatever you want it to be. There but you go. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you for the, the kind gift. I was late for it, so nah, well, I had to make up. Made it worth it, right? Sure. But uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about how you got started with the detailing. Um, and you said you had a few guys start with you. But uh, is that was that kind of your first business endeavor? Or was it more, was that something you started just, 
Did you learn a lot about business doing it as well? Oh, That's God. like three questions, but take it <laughs> No, away. you're okay. No, for sure. I learned a ton of stuff. I mean, I still do detailing, obviously. Mm-hmm. I still have the garage today. Um, and it's just a little two-car garage, but it works for what it is. And, uh, you know, the amount of business that I do get, it's perfect for. Um, the only thing I really can't fit in the shop is semis. So, yeah. um, unless they, ha- which I actually do have somebody coming with a semi on Saturday. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still trying to figure that one out, but no, I've learned a ton. I've learned an absolute ton and just business in general and doing the books and cause I've, mm-hmm. I've done it all. I've done the books. I've done right. the cost expenses. I've done the revenues. I've done the gross net. I mean, everything has been done by me. So, and we're looking to turn it into a LLC this summer, mm-hmm. hopefully instead of a sole proprietorship. Yeah. Yeah. And same thing. I mean, I've got the same kind of thing going on here. You know, we're mm-hmm. sole proprietors still, but we're looking at that. Um, I don't think people understand, you know, when you're starting a business, especially if you don't have the money up front to like pay a bunch of people and get started, you learn a lot. I mean, you're, you're oh, learning yeah. every role. You're the manager, you're the accountant. It's you're, even you're more on important the when the money's coming out of your pocket. Too. Right, right. And you, then you see it fly fast, and it's, <laughs> it's gone, and then you're like, wow, wow. I'm like, all right, now I need another detail, and then it don't come for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like, how how is this year affected? Has it done better or worse with, with the, everything going on this Honestly, past year? this past year has been, I mean, nuts, obviously, for everybody, but business boomed in yep. every single aspect you think it was I had, stimulus money you think they were like i don't oh, know i mean i feel like that helped a lot of people yeah. i hope it helped a lot of people but um no business boomed i mean i sold like three or four houses and it was in all of the same month mm-hmm. back in the summer and i was just like this is nuts and then i had people coming in with cars i actually had a contract with cambridge truck mm. um and we do we do their lots um, with all the trucks on there and everything. And we do like basic washes and cleanouts and everything. Um, and they were keeping me busy with like five, six trucks <laughs> a week. So yeah. Nick Layman's a good buddy of mine. And uh, he keeps me, he keeps a lot of business for me. Right. And you might have noticed if you're watching on video, if you're not, go watch the video. It helps on yeah, YouTube. please. We're looking a little more snazzy than usual. That's right. right? We had to step this one oh, yeah. a little bit. So we, we went all out for you guys. So make sure you hit subscribe or whatever you're doing i don't know it's apple podcast give us a five-star rating whatever it is make sure also one more tag before we really dive in use the hashtag otr podcast on any of your social media platforms twitter facebook instagram that'd probably be a good one because we're on there at otr.pod but any someone that uses that hashtag this month uh we're going to go through there look at everything uh you're going to want a 50 dollars steak and ale gift card so Take the That's lady out, take the kids out, whatever you want. Um, you know, Mark could win it. If, if <laughs> I feel like that's really cheesy. If it's I uh, anti-competitive or, or anti, no, conflict of interest. There you go. That's what I'm looking there for. There you go. Throw around. We're wearing the suits. We've got to throw around business terms. I was going to say, not, not those little light terms uh, or anything. But, uh. No, but yeah. So you started, you got through. Yeah, this year's been interesting for us, too. It's been more so... I like to say it's almost been consistent with 2019, mm-hmm. but like we're not doing anything we did in 2019. No, uh, <laughs> I mean we had to change everything we we really did on like the inside for like disinfecting. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, had to be like you had to disinfect. I mean we already did anyway, so it didn't really necessarily matter. Mm-hmm. But um, they wanted like new cleaning products like added to the arsenal, and right. like there was I actually had people coming in that had allergies that could only do like eco-friendly stuff mm. and I, so I had to change out my entire like regimen of products that I used and go like totally eco-friendly and I already had a bunch that were 
like biodegradable and things like that that don't hurt because they all roll down the driveway anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I had to change out a lot of stuff. Um, from 2019 to 2020, it was just, I mean, and I, I still can't believe how business boomed. Yeah. And I still can't believe how many cars and everything that I had coming in and out of the driveway. I mean, it was like rapid. I mean, it was just one after the other. Like one would leave and the other one was coming right down the street. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to need another hand. Yeah. I was like, I can't do all this. I mean, I was washing. I was doing the inside and everything. I was getting them in and out. But, you know, a true detail, whether you go with a basic pack or the most extensive pack, you know, it's a good four hours. Mm-hmm. Whether you do the lowest or the top. I mean, I don't care if you're just starting out or something or whatever, right. but you have to, it's extensive. That's what detailing is, you know, it's yeah. all the little stuff. Yep. And so how, so you have employees now or are they more independent? Is it more just kind of ragtag, here's some money kind of thing? I Maybe we shouldn't get into your taxes, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, so basically what I'm trying to say is like, do you have people that work with you now and are kind of like your, your go-to guys for that kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah. So I actually have, um, shout out Jared Ludwig. He keeps me busy. But, uh, no, he helps me a lot. That's, uh, that's my main employee. He's great. He, he's got, uh, he's got his own little BMW. Yeah. So, and it's ceramic coated. We did it all up for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got him taken care of and he, uh, he's really good and he's only 16. Okay. So, and he's got yeah. a great work, th- work ethic. Right. Yeah. And so you said ceramic coating. What is, what, I guess what is like, if, if it's your first time coming to get a detail, like sure. for example, me, I've never got one. I told you I'm going to get That's one. True. I promise. I promise I'm going to get one. Maybe I'll win the $100 gift card on my own podcast. No. But, uh, yeah, tell us, like, what's something um, someone doesn't necessarily know about detailing? Maybe they just clean their own car or whatever. What's something that makes it worth worth their time and worth their while? Sure. Um, so I have a lot of people that come in and they're like, listen, I just need it, like, wiped. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, we can do that for, like, 75 bucks or whatever. They mix and match. Yeah. Um, but if you want, like, you have a, we we did a one-off of, like, a GT350 that came in. It was a 2019. It was one of 3,800 built mm-hmm. for that year. And the guy wanted it, you know, wax-sealed, everything, the whole the whole shebang. So, and he spent a nice little chunk of change, but the car, you know, was protected now. He puts it in storage, but mm-hmm. the car was protected now for over a year and a half. And he didn't have to do anything to it. He could take it to the car wash, spray it off, and he could leave. There was no water spots, and then nothing would happen because we put on that ceramic gel yeah, that we use, um, and that's that's actually the one step below our highest package because we have a nano ceramic mm. package that actually acts as Is like, like nano bots. Yeah, well, no, not yeah. not quite. <laughs> no, I said yeah, but I didn't right. mean it. But uh, no, it's um, what it is is it's a nine H hardening agent that's in the ceramic, mm-hmm. and what happens is it basically makes an overlay of the entire paint. Yeah, um, almost puts like a plastic shield over okay. it. Is what it kind of hardens into. I don't know if you've ever used like epoxy or anything, but if like yeah. you mix the two parts and then it hardens, basically mm-hmm. the same thing. Okay. When this reacts with the air and the paint and the temperature, everything kind of mixed together, kind of makes it hard. Okay. And then once you actually get to wiping it off is when you'll get the shine and everything and the beading effect and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it kind of just depends on what you want to go with. Like whether, you know, you just need a basic cleaning from the kids or yeah. if you want to protect that one of 3,900 mm-hmm. GT350s. Right. And I think going back to how this year has been just so weird, um, you know, for us, 2019 was a lot of highlights, a lot of weddings. Well, this year, not really. I mean, we've had a few weddings here and there. For the most part, we haven't had very many weddings. Um, But, you know, we kind of converted into, well, now we're doing live streaming. 
Um, mm-hmm. So we're doing so much live streaming that it's it's making up for the weddings, up for the highlights and everything that we're not really doing as much. But the good thing with it is I don't think it's going anywhere. No. Right. I mean, <laughs> with the way that everything's going right now, the Zoom calls and yeah. all the Teams meetings and everything, I mean... I go to Muskingum, and mm-hmm. this, I'm, we're in our last semester, and we're doing most of it online. Right. So and how, it's like, how's that? Uh, is it? So it is all online. That's where I was going. Yeah. Is, or yes is there and a no. Little we, bit in class. So we actually had to get COVID tests to even go back to campus. Okay. So and they, they, it was mandatory. Um, <laughs> I went and sat for three hours at that Cambridge Healthplex. Is it that urgent the one right? Care yes, the one yeah. right outside. Uh, Walmart and it said COVID nineteen testing. I was, like, All right. I was like, I don't have any symptoms, so I'll go inside. And it just sucked because at the time my phone was getting fixed. I had to get a new screen. Yeah. And I didn't have my phone on me, so I left it at PC Solutions, which is right up the street. And I ran over to get my test. And so I went in. And I was like, Hi, I'm here for a COVID test, whatever. And um, a lady looks at me and she was like, Do you have any symptoms? And I was like, No, no, no. I was like, We're good. I was like, We're solid there. I was like, I just have to come get a test because my college is making me. She's like, all right, that's cool. That's fine. She's like, go wait in your car. I'll call you. I was <laughs> like, hmm. I was like, well, you can't. I was like, I don't have my phone because I'm getting a new screen put on it literally right now. Yeah. She's like, go wait in the hallway. I was like, what are you, my principal? <laughs> and so, so I went and waited in the hallway, which is directly next to the door, and froze my rear end off for oh. literally three was it? it was that day that was freezing. Yeah. Like 25 degrees mm-hmm. Like was the high for the day. <laughs> like the thinnest sweats I own and probably like a t-shirt because I thought I was going to be in and out in 15 minutes. Right. Like take you out it's back. It's called swap. urgent care. That's what well, that, I mean that and they swab your nose and you're in and out in 15 minutes. Nah, yeah. I sat there for three hours. That's rough. That's... I got in there at 11. I didn't leave till two o'clock. Yeah. See, I haven't been, luckily I haven't had to get tested or anything yet. I'm doing my best not to. I kind of went off on a tangent there about COVID, but I know you asked me well, about school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So about COVID in school. No, but I was thinking, do they have an app? That you have to like, yeah. Is, so we have the, the Musky Safe app. Yeah. What do you think about that? Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's all garbage. I mean, well, you can lie about it. You yeah. can literally just say like, "Yep, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm right. fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." And that's what okay, uh, you? you know. I've seen, and this goes into a whole other conversation of like technology and 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 tracking and all the uh, so much, so much to unpack. But <laughs> yeah, right. But. um I know a lot of schools. A lot of schools are doing this with the you know check in, make sure you're fine. Mm. And now they're telling (laughs) us that like anytime throughout the semester we could be randomly tested. Right. And I'm like, I don't know if you can do that. Yeah, it's a little iffy. I I mean, mean, I'm sure you you signed the contract somewhere in your toilet. There was some (laughs) pledge that they said we signed, and it was like you agreed to this, and I was like, all right, well that's fine. I was like, but you're not just gonna be like. You know, right? A dictator. I mean, what me. are you gonna do? Come stick it in my arm or you know my nose or whatever. Well, the only problem is I'm afraid they'll uh, withhold my diploma. That's but yeah. That's the only like big issue, right? But no, yeah. no, everything else. You got fine. your own business. Yeah, yeah no, we're fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be alright. Uh, but that's that, that's what's so interesting is, you know what what are we giving up to oh, yeah. to have like this like air quote safety? You know? Oh like, yeah, and it's like they when they did my COVID test at that healthplex. I went inside, sat inside the whole time, but they swabbed my nose outside, and then I could go back inside. Yeah, and I was like, "It's it's well, all that ridiculous." Don't make sense. Uh, um, yeah, literally, you could talk about COVID for for, for weeks if you wanted, but I like for example, I mean, we'll go to like some basketball games, and I know 
It's not the teams. It's not the coaches. It's not the schools even. It's, you know, the OHSA has rules. Mm -hmm. You got to follow them. And they're probably not, they're probably getting those from the Ohio Health Department. But, mm -hmm. you know, you'll get yep. at, at the beginning of this basketball season or even in volleyball season, they would play with the ball. Like they would hit it back and forth, sweat all over it, pass it to teammates and all this stuff. And then about whenever they wanted, no, oh, like yeah. it wasn't like every five or every 10. It was, it's dirty now. <laughs> and, yeah, so, no, it's a, and now it's dirty. I think. Yeah. And so they would make you take the ball and get a new ball and wipe that ball off. That shit, it was crazy. And I'm just like, there's no reason at all. You know, if they've got it, they've already got it. Right. It's. And it's like my brother's an EMT and a paramedic. Yeah. And he deals with COVID patients every day. And he finally got it. I mean, we kind of knew he was going right. to. And so we quarantined for the two weeks. We actually quarantined for two weeks prior. But the thing that I didn't know was that he could leave before mm -hmm. me. He's like, what, seven days and you're 14? No, he that's was. How, so he was, four, was. he was 14 at the time and he had to wait. And then at that like 14 day mark, he could leave. Mm -hmm. And then at the 14 day mark when he left... I then started my next 14 days of quarantine mm. because I could then catch it from his last day. I was like, I got to sit here for 28 days. Yeah. I was like, that's a month. Right. But that was before they changed all the guidelines and everything else. So Yeah, it's getting a little better. Like right when we got out of it, they were like, oh, 10 days is fine. I'm like, you're kidding. Right. And see, I was what, like, wow. Yeah. And what I'm thinking now is like, you know, outside of the COVID stuff, more into the political, we're not going to go super far in there because that, that's a rabbit hole. So, that's a hole. But... Uh, you know, this is coming out the, what, 20, what did I say, 6th, I think, 26th, something like that, whatever day it is, just hashtag OTR podcast. <laughs> you but said 26th. I you're, think that's you're spot is. on there. But it's the 15th right now. If someone's listening to this, we could be in a civil war. We don't, that's true. We don't know, like, you yeah, know. We don't know what's going to happen. No really. one's been inaugurated yet. Like, we're all happy and cheery and we're sitting here. We don't know what's going on Dude, right now. I tell like, you. It's going to get crazy. It's going to get bad. I've heard, <laughs> I mean, there's so many theories out there, though. I don't uh, know if you've heard any of them. Oh, but. I don't know how many we want to go into. I'm fine with it, but YouTube might not be. They might, mm, they might care. But, they might ban us. Hey, if you want to hear the whole podcast its entirety, you can subscribe to us. It's $5.99 a month. No, there I don't. There are subscription packages if you're interested. But other than that, you're going to have to rely on YouTube, free source. But we could go there. I mean, there's, there's so much going on. And, you know, the 20th is coming up. Um, for us, but this could be like a, this could be like pre Super Bowl predictions. <laughs> I mean, oh, this could be. I mean, this will be the most watched event instead of the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you know they're deploying twenty thousand troops to the mm -hmm. capital. I think the wine sent like five eighty or something. Yeah, just for from Ohio. just for the inauguration, they're not doing the parade and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but what I what's weird is like you know when when the capital thing happened. Everyone knew, like, they didn't know that was going to happen, but they knew there was this massive rally, like, you know, like there was this giant rally, like millions of people were going to go to this rally. And you could probably expect, like, suspect, okay, maybe something weird could happen. Right. But I haven't heard of, like, any reason why there should be 20,000 troops. You know, obviously, security was pretty lax. Like, let's up that a little bit. Right. But, you know, no one, unless there's some secret underground society where they're like, hey... We're gonna have eight million people at the Capitol on January twentieth. Like, yeah, that's that's a lot of troops. That's a lot of troops for. <laughs> you know, I I uh, and I don't know. I'm not the most super religious person, but I do yeah. pray that everybody stays safe and right. just protests and and peacefully. You'll see me. You know, some people that listen, they're probably closer to me. But you'll see me on Facebook. I'll 
I'll get a little involved. Yeah. No, but I mean, I try to and be there's, there's some things, though. There's some things yeah, that are just, yeah, like, yeah. everybody should be scared about some so, stuff. Yeah, actually, this, this kind of works into, I guess, the technology social media side. So, Parlor, You've heard of Parler? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. They're completely gone, gone right now. Black. And it's very strange. Um, I guess it's a good way to articulate it here because when you're typing, you don't really get the full effect. And people think you're trying to fight with them when you're trying to reason with them. Right. But, you know, I made a post and I was like, look, like, if Apple, Google, and Amazon can just say, nah, we don't want, like, th- this is a threat to us. There's something wrong there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, I don't care if it's the left, you know, whatever side if, it is. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw in Germany, though, uh, Merkel came out yes. and said that, like, that's bad. Right. She's like, this is it's how um, it happened. Yeah. And it's – so this is a very – like, this is a stretch. But, like, I can see how people would relate it to it is, like, like, destroy – like, censoring all the – like, I get – like, I get some things. Like, Trump says some dumb stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. And he, like, it needs to be, like, at least quoted under it, like, this isn't true. Whatever. Right. But <laughs> may have side effects. <laughs> yes. Right. But to completely delete a dude, the president, not a dude. And it should be very scary. <sighs> You're deleting the president of the United States. How does he not have a voice to the people? I, now? I mean, get, granted, it's Twitter and right. it's Instagram right, and all right, that right. stuff. He still has a voice. He can get on and address the union if he really needs right. to. But to let everyone else have their account mm-hmm. still? I, it's I don't the, know. It's not that they're banning him. It's that there's a double standard around the banning. Very much it. so. It, you know, Very if, if it was so. like Trump's gone, uh, this guy on uh, – who is that lady? There's a lady in media. Like she – she on Twitter, this was like in 2016. So this is right when he got elected, holding up like his head, his bloody head. Like, yeah, that that's – why is she still in that? But like, and there's things like, I don't want my son to see that. Right. I mean, he's going to look back on that and be like, oh, that was the president in whatever yeah, year right. that that happened. And was like, is that normal? For mm-hmm. them to, like, no, I don't want him to think that. Right. And I think really, you know, most people are in the middle. Like, yeah, there's some dudes way out on the left. There's some dudes way out on the right. Whatever. Ladies too. We're not going to just make it dudes. <laughs> but sorry. But you get like, I feel like we're just so busy on social media, like, trying to make our side the right side. Everybody's got to fight for their voice. Yeah. Like, I have to be over top of you. Right. And if I'm not over top of you, then I'm not winning. Then I'm not, and that's You can have a peaceful conversation. Literally. And that's why, obviously, like, I'm not, like, sitting here, this isn't, like, a completely political podcast, but that's why I like bringing people in versus, you know, everyone's like, well, you can just do a Zoom. You can... It's great. It's a great communication tool. It's great for like meetings and all this stuff. But the in-person interaction. Yeah. So it's like not there. for example, like right now, between me and you, it's live, it's instantaneous. We're hearing each other. And we're six foot apart. Right. We're we're spread we're apart. Fine. We don't need plexiglass. <laughs> but uh like if you want to make a point or if I'm talking and you you can and not in a mean, but you can interrupt me. I can like counterpoint you real quick, you know, mm-hmm. like and we don't have to be like eh, uh ex- excuse I, me. Oh, yeah, it's I got delayed, you know, and so you like it's so awkward because you're like on Zoom and you're like, hey, and they'll start talking you're like, oh, wait, hold on. And, you know, you don't and get it's like, what? Yeah, what? Uh, right. <laughs> you're like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. And even here you get eye contact, you know, versus yeah. if you're I guess you can look at the screen and see the person, but you're not looking into their eye. You're right. If you're going to look at them, you got to look into the camera like I'm like, that's how eye contact is. Whereas in person, it's instantaneous. You can hear. The inflection in people's voices. You know, if yep. I type something sarcastic, it could look as normal as possible. If I say something sarcastic, you get like you yep. get it more. You know, you yep. have people that understand it versus yeah. 
So I think, you know, I think what's going to help save the country because I'm a genius, you know, <laughs> you know, I should, you I should be, I should be just, I should be in charge, right? No, but I think what would help is if everyone would just agree to, you know, there's got to be compromise. Just agree from, to disagree. Yeah. You I know? mean, you can disagree <laughs> with people and still be just fine in the end. Yes. You don't have to go overboard. You don't have to like fall off the face of and, the earth. And that's going to be all right. That's part of what I've, oh, you know, I think everyone wants to be the I gotcha guy. Like, mm. well, but this, or, but, but no, this, she said, it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to have like an it, upper hand. We're like 12 year olds. Oh, like, yeah. You know, the whole country's just, even in like Congress and stuff, it's like, just shut up. <laughs> like, oh my. Mm. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of people that just need to shut up, but like, it's just the fact that they keep going. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is not why we elected you. And it's the saying, you give an inch, they take a mile. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you could, I could come out and be like, well, Perfect. I agree with you on this. And instead of being like, okay, great, like, let's make this country better. Or let's, let's better ourselves. It doesn't even have to be pol political. They'll be like, but, but you said that. So why can't you do this too? Right. You know, and it's like, let's just, let's be adults. Let's oh, talk yeah. about it. And I get like, Trump has his differences with Biden, whatever, right. but like, you still need to attend the inauguration. Mm -hmm. There has not been one president. Well, I think there was once that didn't uh, attend an inauguration. Or maybe there's a couple. Yeah. I don't know, but you you just need to. Right. You, you need to go to that. It's, you know, been happening since the founding fathers. You really <laughs> Literally. Wanna, you really want to, like, not do that? Right. And I think, you know, he didn't do the best job, especially this last, like, five or six months mm. of, yeah, like, in the past, there have been political objections to stuff. You know, like Bush and I think it was Gore in 2000. Um, you know, Gore was winning. You know, yep. the the press had said, you know, Gore's on track to... They had a recount. They had a recount actually. and Bush won, mm -hmm. you know. And so I can understand to a point where, you know, you want to... Let's check all the votes, especially with like such a like divided election as oh, it was. Yeah. But at some point, you know, you, you got to just give... Like, don't mm -hmm. give up. But at least don't say, you know, you can come out and be like, hey, like, it's not looking good, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, not it's not like, looking good for you, pal. <laughs> <Right. laughs> We're going to have to take you off. Yeah, but, you know, he's waited so long, and he finally, you know, kind of said there'll be a new administration, whatever, mm -hmm. and the media will not let that go. But, you know, he's come out and been like, you know, there will be a new administration, whatever, but... It's been so long, and I feel like it's just been like all this. And that's kind of, I think, you know, I don't think he necessarily incited the violence of the Capitol riots. Like, no one <laughs> said to go inside the yeah, Capitol right. and go steal a bunch of stuff and trash it. I know. Like, I mean, sure, if he said that like, directly, <laughs> great, maybe, yeah. but like, come on. Yeah. Like, open your eyes it's just such a little a stretch. bit. And, and that comes back to the parlor thing is like, that's why Amazon's canceling service. They're like, well, you know, there were incitements of violence. We found 98 cases. I'm like, Parler was the fastest growing platform on Google and, and Apple stores, mm -hmm. right? You're telling me With that's five star what, rating. And yeah. For and, both. And you literally, the same, like the same two or three day span, you're like, ah, we'll get rid of you too. Like, right. you're telling me that's not anti-competitive at all. Like, but then it's <laughs> like, oh, but go get your own server. Oh, well, Amazon's right, going to shut down your server. Right, right, right. And, and then you got to start from the ground it up. It almost the makes them a, a black sheep of anything. Like... No one wants to touch them, you know? Right. Like, like, you've got this platform. It'd be great to just be like, well, we'll just go somewhere else. But now everyone as a business owner or a business is like, well, do we want do we want canceled too? Like, right. it's, it's not good to have some of the wealthiest and some of the most powerful people in line with just one party. 
you yeah. have to have a mix mm-hmm. because well, obviously, or at least allow allow right. difference of a not you you're know just obviously gonna piss like, off half the country <laughs> yeah. if you just keep passing things you want to pass and that's what scares I, i'm not scared per se but i guess you know after the after the riot and after these people stormed the capitol what'd you do you right. you deleted the president that they were all behind off of your yeah, what do you think was gonna happen and now what do you you think that made them like happy they're like oh he's gone nope. we're good there we go that's a little worse you may you probably made it worse yeah it's <laughs> It, it blows my mind. They don't I, think so, though. No, they, they don't think so. And they think everything's for the better of the people. And this is actually a really good um, f- philosophical question. So uh, I was just thinking, but like Bill Gates, whatever you think about him, this is more of like a like a hypothetical. But uh, I did hear someone say once, and this is completely your opinion. What? So let's say like Bill Gates, billionaire, whatever, has access to like this information that like, well. We could either let everyone continue what we're doing. So, like, say it was, like, I don't know. Like, let's say we needed to convert to, like, solar power in, like, a hundred years or else, the like, half the planet's going to die or whatever. Or no, let's say more. Let's say— Just a, you know, far-fetched theory. Right, right. (laughs) So let's say if we're not on solar by 2121—oh, there we go, a hundred years. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, let's say that will then kill, like— Almost everyone on Earth. Sure. For some, you know, we run out of food, whatever, over a period of time. Or if he can step in with his money, but if people know, they're going to know what's happening, right? And they're not going to let it happen. Mm-hmm. But if he steps in, like with, I don't know, like let's say he's like, well, if we, you know, we we can't tell anyone, but we got to get rid of coal, whatever. So we're going to fight for that in Congress and stuff and make it happen. Everyone's against it, but somehow they make it through. He knows that at that point you can then save seventy five percent of the population. Is that like what do you think? Do you think people should have that free will to continue, or do you think this one man and this entity should do what what they think is morally right? You know, and remember this is this is his statistics. He does he doesn't necessarily know, right? But he might think, or he might have like some like analytics that say, well, if we don't in X amount of years. We're gonna die or whatever. You know, that's and I've thought about this. How many times it, is the world gonna end though? Um, well, the Mayan calendar I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it I mean it's it kind of goes along with that. Like, do I think one man should have no. that amount of power? No. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. That's called world domination, and there's yes. been plenty of movies about it, and I don't think it, I don't think it should happen. Right. But um no, it kind of goes in line with like <laughs> I don't know, because I would take a vote on it. I would let the people vote. Right. If But see, now if you let the people vote, they know about it. Sure, but yeah. I rather <laughs> see if now if I was in these shoes and I had that amount, that amount right. of money. No, I'm just kidding. But um no, but like if I if the people are going to vote on it, they sh- and if it's going to happen either way, yeah. like then yeah, take a vote. Right. If you're going to do it either way, which they're probably going to anyhow. Yeah. And it that wasn't the exact form of the question. But that's all I could pretty much remember from it. But it was very interesting because I could see both sides. You know, you can see, well, if I'm the guy in charge, you know, right. obviously you want absolute power, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. Huh? Mm-hmm. Great quote. But but at the same time, you know, you want people to have free will. You don't want to have like it, – it's just so interesting. And that kind of goes into like with the masks and everything. Like mm-hmm. great. Like we need to be protected. Like we want to protect our loved ones and all this stuff. But if I'm outside – why do, there, 
There's places. Now, does Mus- does Muskingum make you guys wear masks on campus outdoors? Yeah. 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 And so, you could be alone, right? Just walking. Uh, there, I had a friend <laughs> that was walking in a parking lot by himself, like totally by himself, like just mm-hmm. no one around him. Guy from across the parking lot makes it a point to walk over to him and say, put your mask on. And he was like, but you just came and endangered <laughs> me. He's like, you came over all the way just to say that to me. Right. There's a big mind your business factor mm-hmm. involved with that. Like, yeah. if it ain't hurting, you keep walking. Yeah, and I think that's what that that goes into. How do you know? How do we continue? <laughs> like, I feel like everyone wants to be in everyone's business. Sure. You know, every everyone wants to have power over other people, but if we just let it go, like, yeah, accept that you can do what you want to do. This person can do what they want to do. If you don't agree, whatever, you can still play games. You can still do whatever. You can you go, can settle you can go sit at the, yeah, literally. And it's just, it, it. it's so weird to think like, yeah, like you're walking outside alone and and someone's going to. From across the parking <laughs> lot. Made, made it a point to walk, literally. And it's it's fair sized parking lot too. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and. And see, that's, that's how that. I've always, even since the beginning. If a business wants me to wear a mask, I will wear a mask. If sure. if they don't care, if I wear it in, whatever, like I'm already there. It doesn't like it. I'm not gonna make it a point to be like, oh great, yeah, right. free. But right. if if no one cares, other than one person that has, you know, if you're outside, why, why? Unless you're in a big crowded group, or if you're inside and a business wants you to, great. Like that's their choice. They want you to wear it. Actually, really, it's kind of not their choice anymore. Yeah. It's, well, you know, it's the Ohio Department of Health. But, um, yeah, so, like, some do care, some don't. I'm not going to go in angry that they want me to wear a mask. I've seen right. both sides. You know, I've seen this oh. side that's like, why not? I, it's America. And I'm, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, it is. You're right. And actually, business owners have their own rules. You know? That's right. And they should be able to abide by those rules that they make yeah. because that's their business, yeah. their money, and their property. Yep. And that's, that's my opinion. No, that's 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 almost a fact. It is an opinion, but it should be a fact. But but <laughs> yeah, so I it just, you know, people are like, "Well, I, you know, I don't have to wear a mask. It doesn't say I do." And it's like, "Well, if you come on to that'd be like if I come into your house, you know, if I ask you to wear a mask and you don't, I can kick you, you know, whatever." But you have rules you have to follow in a society. Right. Like, whether you like it or not, you can choose to go to another business. You can choose to go find an alternative to, if you have to wear a mask into Walmart, find somewhere else to go. That, you know, like, mm-hmm. yep. and people think they have a right to go into Walmart. And, oh, uh, uh. Walmart of all places. <laughs> and spe- speaking of Walmart, they've been open the whole time. Yeah. I mean, it. It's nuts. <sighs> and, like, my uncle back home in New York is just absolutely suffering. Oh, and the big city small businesses. He's got a wedding venue that he also mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a triple action thing. He's got a hotel that he'll rent out to like the wedding family. Yeah, right across the street is the wedding venue that they walk to the day of the wedding and everything, and then he caters it all because he's got a catering. Oh business. yeah, so it's it's basically like a trifecta. See, that's the goal. Oh yeah, that's, that's no, and goal. he and he makes great money with it, and he's just been it's been killing him because they can't have any parties over like 35 people. Right. What well, wedding is going to have 35 people in it? Right. My, um, my aunt Tanya had like eight bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Eight and eight is 16. That's half the wedding. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's, it's insane that I've seen, and I've seen both sides, but people are okay with 
letting Amazon and Walmart and, you know, these the biggest businesses in America, let alone the world, they're like, yeah, like we need to – and they're okay – not not that I'm opposed to them be open, but they're okay with them being open, but then they're also wanting us to stay safe and be in our houses and not, you know, not be able to do our jobs. Right. And – it's it's crazy. I just think it's it's so crazy that they also want to redistribute wealth. They're like, well, the top one percent, we need we need more money in the lower percent, right? But then at the same time, they're like, but everyone wear your mask and don't have a job. Everyone stay inside. That's what I order from fear. Amazon. <laughs> it's like you're literally doing the opposite of what you want. Well, I mean, but, you can you can turn this country upside down in a matter of a week if you start giving everybody two thousand bucks a week. Yeah. To pay for like rent, groceries, and everything, and nobody's gonna work. Right. Nobody's gonna slice the bread that you get at the grocery store. Nobody's gonna make mm-hmm. the bread that you get at the grocery store. Therefore, the price of bread is gonna go to like fifteen mm-hmm. bucks. Yeah, and it's, you know, I I think one stimulus payment, whatever. I didn't get one. I didn't, I didn't get one either. I I didn't even. Oh, oh my god! Oh. I I need like a segment for this. Wouldn't that be sick if it just like cuts to the <laughs> commercial <laughs> you, break? You know what you could use is yeah. my. My son listens to this guy named Blippy. Uh-huh. Oh, what? I know about Blippy. You do? Why? I have nephews. Oh, okay. All right. I was like, I mean, if you want to watch somebody on your own, own time, please. Dude, but the, my, the, the construction episode is to die for. I'm just he, No, well, there, he's got a dinosaur one and he's got this other one. But there's this one with trains and it's got this whole train song. Mm-hmm. It'd be a great loop. <laughs> just throw it on here. And but, I'm sorry if I keep checking my phone. Cam's supposed to be getting my yeah. little boy from daycare. By the way, everybody, Cam is my lovely girlfriend. Nice. So, nice, nice. Yeah. And your, your your son. My son. Oh, yes. My son, Lorenzo. He just turned three, actually, on December 12th. Nice. Best nice. little boy ever. Yeah. And so how has that affected? Yeah, we'll, we'll switch gears. Here. Just instant. <laughs> just instant turn off. Screw politics. No, <laughs> that's okay. No, it. Oh, being a father. <laughs> At such a young age, too. I mean. what? This could tie in. What do, what do you think his outlook is like growing up like right now? I mean, I hope good. Right. Not his personal outlook, but like, like what are your, your feelings towards like society as a whole? Like if you had to, if you were that young. Oh my God. I, I want to put him in a cage. Yeah. Really. Like right. I really don't want him, even want him to go outside. Like, yeah. That's, I don't really, I mean, we, Cam and I go to him. Go to him. We take him to restaurants. <laughs> we and, go to his house sometimes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, he's got his own little tent upstairs. So. Um, no, I mean, we'll take him to restaurants and everything like that, and he'll go shopping with us. But, like, if it's, like, a quick trip to Walmart, not really about it. Because, like, if I'm trying to get in and out and, like, my total focus is kind of, like, just getting in and out mm-hmm. and, like, I got him on my hip or something, like, there's just too many factors. I'm, right. I'm not about it. Yeah. And this is – so I've I've heard people say, too – they, you know, our kids now, like middle school and under, like by the time the COVID thing's over and like we're allowed to go back to real life, air quotes if you're listening, yeah. which who knows if that's going to happen. But are they just going to be so used to wearing masks that they're just, you know? Oh, yeah. And it won't like, it's not necessarily a bad thing if you, if they don't care. Mm-hmm. But like, are they just going to be like, oh yeah, I got this sick new like Supreme mask. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, no, but it's kind of crazy because if you think about it, like. My son's only three. This mm-hmm. obviously been going on um, about a year or so. Yeah. So for a third of his life, he's seen people with masks on. And obviously his memory's getting better mm-hmm. as he gets older. So he's like, is this how we do it? Yeah. Is this, is this life? Like we got to wear masks everywhere we go. And like, I really don't want him to see that. I know. 
So, but I mean, obviously he sees it and he doesn't, he deals with it and whatever. We've got little dinosaur masks for him and everything, <laughs> but you don't wear them. Right. Um, so, yeah, society with my son. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot that like, I mean, you can't, being a father, you can't protect right. him from you everything. You don't want to get, yeah. I want him to get exposure and everything. That's why he's in daycare. He's playing with other kids, blah, blah, mm. blah, whatever. Like some of those bad things though, like just how easy it is to get like stuff on the internet. And, right. And it's only going to get easier. And I'm not about it. Yeah. And I think there'll be some good. There'll be blockers on my internet. Yeah. And I th- you're going to censor him? Is it I'm re- sen- really? Everything. <laughs> everything from Facebook. To, you posted too much this week. You're getting right. over. Yeah. But I think there's a lot, you know, obviously like with how everything's been, like it's it's easy to look at like the negative mm-hmm. and everything. There's some positive, um, not necessarily out of the pandemic, but, um, you know, like the digital stuff is just it forced it to grow oh um, yeah now same same as everything some of it hasn't been great growth but we're learning that like and i i'm not a parent so i like especially a school age parent i couldn't imagine having to have your kid at home yeah i'm very proud of him actually because oh. at the age of three he actually just started a little bit really school yeah so he's doing really good that's awesome but that's you know that's like i'm like if my kid was like a middle schooler or like high school and i had to you know, have arrangements made for him to study online. It, maybe in a few years that might make sense and people are like adjusted to it. But like to go from like, we're all in school five days a week to now. Uh, He's never been not in, in like a school structure without mm-hmm. masks and everything like that right. because he was old yeah, enough to finally start true. once all this started happening. And at first he couldn't even go because they closed everything down. Like yeah. daycares and stuff were closed. And then it was like, all right, well, if you're a nurse or if you're, um, what was it called? Required like work. Yeah, essential worker. There we go. Thank you. And actually for real estate, I was considered essential. Mm-hmm. And his mom is a nurse. Yeah. Or, well, yeah, something like that. Some, something over at Genesis. <laughs> but she was she was essential. So we both, uh, we were allowed to have him in there for a while. And then obviously they let everybody back. But it was just like, for those parents that didn't have that for a week, I was like, ah, Right. I wasn't able I mean I wasn't able to work as it was, but I was like, what if they had what if they were like a doctor and like their four year old was at home? Yeah. And and you're on call. And you're the only you know, some of them are single parents. Mm-hmm. Some are mom and dad might you know, mom might not be able to be there, dad might not be able to be there. It's like if I have to go and you know, our ICU unit's like just flooded with patients, what do I do? You yeah. know, and so that's where it's like it's very interesting to see uh, you know, I think it was a force change where it's like we're in school five days a week. Hopefully it gets back to that because that human interaction, just like we were talking, that's so important. Like the the kids that are in school that like just started school this year don't even they don't even know they don't. They're even, sitting they don't six even feet away from friends. their friends. Yeah, you know, like, you can't even have a friend at six literally. feet away. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh hey, that's that's literally the epitome of throwing notes back and forth to each other because you have to now. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just passing. You're you're whipping you it to the guy across the room just to get. They're it getting to him. really good at making paper airplanes. Oh yeah, that's what's happening. Can never do that. I no, I, I just I wasn't a note passer. I, it up. And the just, only note I ever wrote. <laughs> uh, that's probably why I stopped writing notes. I wrote a note to a girl in like fifth grade, and I was like. Hey, do, you, do you like me? Check yes or no. She's like, no. Yeah, yeah, but and I'm like, oh, oh, there's a but. I'm like at okay. fifth grade, there All was right. a but. There, it was intricate, and that, that was kind of the start of like my like unconfidence. I'm like, eh. Like, <laughs> I'm like, at fifth grade, I'm like, I got Xbox. <laughs> oh no, it starts <laughs> right. And so be like, boot up Modern Warfare two when I get home. Right. No, I remember oh, Xbox, and so, there's a mix of that too, where I think. The online interaction is almost 
like when I was in middle school, it was almost still like very like weird. It was very taboo to like play like video games still, mm-hmm. where people were like, "Oh, you play? You're in, like nerd is like a good thing now, you know? Like people right. are like, oh, you're a nerd, and they're like, ah. But at that yeah, point, make a lot of money too. Like you're a nerd, and like you'd be weird and all this, and it's like. It's it's to a point now where everyone's playing games. Every oh, yeah. every middle school kid in the world has an Xbox and all this stuff. And you, actually, can you, yeah, you can see it on Mark's screen. The Halo, Halo Three, best game ever made. It's back. Oh, back air. Yeah, but uh, so you know those online connections. Those are like my best friends still. Some of them, like Ethan. You know, he works with mm-hmm. me. Yeah, and we met playing video games. And so I think. Outside of like everything being digital, there still needs to be that human interaction. Sure, but it, it's also you know you're make digital is now a platform where you can make friends that are real friends mm-hmm. instead of just like oh I know this guy his name's Zombie Killer Twelve like <laughs> like you know his name you know he has like a family and all this stuff. And, oh yeah, no, I had actually um, made a friend out in California that like mm-hmm. only played zombies, yeah. and he was like, "Hey man, you want to get on?" I'm like, "Bro, you're 12." I was like, "I have like a life." I was like, it's not just this all day. I was right. like, I get on with you later on, but like, and he he got like rounds like hundred and like he was a great teammate. Yeah, but like he was twelve, mm-hmm. so it was just like, eh. right. I, I mean, I was like fifteen or something at the yeah. time, but it was like, nah, I can't be on this all day, bud. And there would be so there was one guy at, that I like really didn't know. Like he was just he's just a guy I met online playing like Halo, and I don't know him like in real life, but he's like the one guy I remember, and he was older. Right. He was probably like. Not to me, he was older. I was like twelve, so he yeah. was probably like seventeen, eighteen. Oh yeah, but he was just so nice. Like, there's a lot of bad on. Oh, like mm. you're an idiot. What, you know, yelling about people's oh, balls it's, it's and everything. It's a lot farther than yeah. you're an idiot, but we won't, yeah, get, we well, won't get into that. Well, but <laughs> PG thirteen podcast, <laughs> right? But you know, he was very like nice, and I, I, you know, he was just like, "Hey, you want to play some Halo?" And I don't know if he like had anything to do with his life, but. He's just a real nice dude, and like he's the guy I remember from Xbox. Right. Like, and I like I wish I knew him, and I could be like, dude, thanks for like being nice to me, even though I sounded like I was a girl, and like, <laughs> you know, and and thanks so thanks for being with me there through all those bad years of yeah. middle school. And so like sometimes even still, I will play like Fortnite, like not very often. I hate Fortnite, yeah, but it's uh, like it's addicting. But it faded. <laughs> it it faded for me. I was like, oh my god, this is so much fun. <laughs> it's a lot and of. Then I like booted up one day. I was like, this isn't this the, is the game. Same I started stuff. Playing. Yeah, yeah, but. but and so there was this one kid, he's like 11. I'm like, what's up, dude? Because he's like my teammate. And he's like, hey, and all this stuff. And I'm, it was so nice, though. He's like, will you be my friend? I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, come yeah. on. You want to play another game? It's like, Yeah, what, I played like three games fine. with him. I think he's my friend, and he's probably like thinks I'm dead. I never got back on. I had people hey. like, I would just be like in a game with him. They'd be like, send a friend request. I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't even talk to you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to. He's like, you're cool. I'm not gonna accept that. Like I had a great score that game, but like, nah, you're not yeah. on my level. <laughs> yeah, but it's just so yeah. And, you know, the friends you can make online now are real friends versus like before. You know, there were, obviously there were people doing it, but it was like very closeted, and you're like, right. I don't want to talk about my friend from California that I met online. But now yeah. it's cool. You're like, oh yeah. No, it got weird there for a while where like you met someone online. I was like, why? yeah, why? Like, why would you do that? And it was just like, no, I was in a game. What? That's even worse. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, fine. Is this a random dude? No, but yes. <laughs> like, Mark, you're 14. How old is he? I don't know, 35, 40. <laughs> <playing Xbox. laughs> we had a story. We we did have that happen. So <laughs> this is this is a weird story. And I don't, I'm not going to put names out there because I like the guy and he's my cousin. So, <laughs> <laughs> But we were on a youth trip. We were on a youth group trip 
with our church, and we went to Tennessee yeah. or something. And this like is like a van of like twelve to like fifteen, sixteen year olds, and like our youth minister. Why? Well, <laughs> if you're not in a youth group, it sounds very strange, right? It's a white van and all that, but it's not as strange as it sounds. So we like we're just, going down. Just keep it rolling. <laughs> keep it rolling. But uh, we get to this hotel like where we're staying. And this dude pulls up in a car, and he's like, oh, hey. And we're like, we're in Tennessee. Like, Hi. We're like, no one down here knows us. Right. And like, this is kind of, and I, oh, I'm going to have to cut that name. <laughs> so anyway, my cousin, my cousin looks at this guy. He's like, what's up, dude? <laughs> he invited this guy to our hotel because he met him like on a game. Oh, okay. So it wasn't just some dude coming he, off so the road. So he met him. Like, hey. But he met him in a game. But he was like 40. And we were he just like, tell him like, to meet him down there? Like, well, yeah. He's like, I'm coming down to Tennessee. You want to meet up? Like, not like. With you know, the no, group? So they didn't hang out. But like, okay. he just like stopped to say hi. Right? But it's still so like strange to me. I'm like. Well, is this dude going with this guy us all week? This guy could have shot us. I don't know. Like. Oh, yeah. You know, like. And it, you know, obviously like not everyone's horrible. But to meet someone online that's that old and you're that young. And them to be like, yeah, sure, I'll come meet you. Like it's, that's it's a lot different now than I think it yeah. was back then because everybody obviously we know a lot more, right? About like and the you whole can, online. You can figure out who people are beforehand, right? Yeah, you know? and I'm sure he. There shouldn't he, even be a show called Catfish. I'm sorry <sighs> if you can't figure it out, <laughs> and if it's really that iffy, oh, you shouldn't like, be doing it's it. It's like the bait car stuff too. It's like, like uh, yeah, let me just hop in a car with the door like, open, dude. This car is dope. There's a laptop in the back, <laughs> and, it, and it's there's perfect. like three hundred dollars in the center console. Yeah, I've been watching some of those videos on YouTube, so like that's. But this guy, I, there was one. It was so funny. He's like, dude, there's a laptop in the back. <laughs> He's like, let's go, and they get in this car, and they're like, and. Funny I story. like how they lock him in. I know. They're like, oh, bro, we can't get out. What's wrong with the door? I don't know. Oh, you're locked in. But so they're in this car and it's like a it's like a couple. So like it's a grown up guy and they're driving and the cops come up behind him and she said, Oh, please God. And I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, you can't you're gonna steal the God car right and then now. you're gonna ask God to help you. <laughs> like, listen, they know. So <laughs> God's on God's on their side. Oh. You don't understand, sweetie. It's just so funny because she was like, Please no, God, please. And I'm like, What are you asking him for? Like, you just stole a car. <laughs> like right. wait, you think he was like, Oh, she needs like, my help. What's happening? Yeah, you, know, you know, I see you down there, but like <laughs> I, I did see you steal the car I, too. I saw that. Yeah. I'm gonna let this one slide. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the cops you like, know you know, give you free pass, but I'll they're gonna the the for you. <laughs> but oh, that was funny. I saw that like a few days ago. It's but it's on my mind. But yeah, and oh. did we start this on a topic of like my son? Something. It was your son, and now we're on bait cars. Yeah, <laughs> anything is possible. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, just like the in general, the world that we're growing up in now is very strange. But I, I don't like being the pessimistic guy, so. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of very bad going on. But I tell, I tell Cam all the time, and my parents, I, like, I live in the wrong generation. Yeah, I want to be back in like the 70s yeah. and 80s with like the GTOs uh. and the Chargers and stuff that were coming out in the car. What's and, your dream car? Mark IV Supra. Mm. Gotta have it. Mm. One of the 90s. I want, a, I want a 1969 Mustang. Yeah. Mock something. Or like no, a fastback? Did they make the mocks until, or is that 70s? I don't know if they made them in the 60s. Well... You want like the, like the fastback two door one, like the, with yeah. the not the Coyote motor that's yeah. new now, but I don't know, just an old must like sixty anything sixty seven to sixty nine. My grandfather like had either a sixty seven or a sixty eight, yeah, and he switched out the manual transmission in it 
for an automatic so my grandmother mm-hmm. could drive it. Mm-hmm. And then nobody ever drove it. <laughs> and so that it sat. And then he sold it for dirt cheap. And we were all P.O. Because the car was like worth really? way. He sold, uh, it for, he sold it for like five grand. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're, then, they're expensive. But it was, I mean, it was to a family friend. So it, was, it went to a good home anyhow. But it was just like, crap. Like, that was like 15, 20 grand. Right. Where'd it go? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. He was, was like, I sold it. So I was like, yeah. all right, it's your car. So, I, I love, I don't know. I like new cars still. I like, I like some cars. I'm not like a crazy like car guy, but. No, I mean. I used to be more, I think. Like, I don't know if I can call myself a crazy car guy, yeah. but like, I like cars. Yeah. I love cars. Yeah, you cars detail are, cars. Cars are a great time. I mean. Now you, you and Cammy have matching. Me and Cam have matching G8s. Yeah. It's kind of actually So how'd that cool. happen? So, well, she called me one day. She was like, Mark. And I was like, what? She's like, you're going to be mad. I'm like, why am I going to be mad? She's like, my car is dead. I was like, why does that make me mad? She's like, well, you're going to have to come get me. And I was like, all right, that's fine. I can come get you. Her motor blew in the Eclipse. And so we were like, all right, should we, you know, throw a whole new block in and just new motor, like three, four grand, whatever. And I was like, Cam, I was like, it ain't worth it. I was like, you got a busted taillight. We just redid your headlights, and I was like, we got a lot more to go. Yeah. I was like, let's just get some. And so Adam Hollingshead. Mm-hmm. I love um, Adam. Yeah. I work out with him. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He helped us. Uh, well, that car was right on his front lot, and I had been seeing it for a couple weeks, and I was like, ah, wouldn't it be cool if somebody <laughs> drove that like, around with me? Because um, I still have the red one, and then I got the black one, yeah. and Cam's got the gray one. But uh, I was like, it'd be really cool if someone would drive that around with me. And I was like, Cam, yeah, let's, let's go take a look. And so we're looking at it, and Adam was talking to us and everything, and I notice. On the dash, and I don't know if Adam ever knew this or not, so this might be new news to him. But on the dash, there is a plaque on that car on Cam's mm. car. It is it says one of the first eight eight eights. So mm. one of the f- first eight hundred eighty eight G eights that came off that line was kind of like a special off right. type deal. Hers was like number two twenty something or other, and so she's got one of the rare ones. Yeah, and I don't think they knew that, so they sold it. He sold it to us for a little cheaper, but. I think it might be yeah, a little bit more to the right person. He's though. got some good pricing to the right person. It'll be right. worth a little bit more, but uh, I don't know if she likes it or not. Cause we got to redo her headliner cause it's falling down a little bit, but we're going to redo it in like uh, something that she likes a different color. <laughs> but uh, she's like, it keeps hitting my head. You do you like know. what leopard print? Just like, I don't know. She's going to go with leopard. <laughs> you go, print. you playboy it out. <laughs> well, no, the thing I told her, I said, if we're going to do any repairs, this has like, you're helping me. She's like, why? I'm like, cause I want you to learn. You're right. I was like, we're going to be out here and I'm going to freeze my, rear end off in the <laughs> garage i like with the heater on even with it on i was like you're gonna come out with her there with me yeah. so and i got her the i had color changing halos in my red mm-hmm. one and i gave them to her she really likes those i gave her my um led taillights so i think next we're gonna do tint some rims um i think that's, she wants like uh she wants it to be like low-key but like i don't think we're gonna lower it or do anything right Not yeah like mine well now she she works at the wilds, right? Yeah, actually, she's starting a new job on Monday. She's going to be oh. helping uh, special needs patients. Oh, yeah. So she's excited about that. Yeah, Don't that'll be dad. good. Oh, yeah. Mike did a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Classic Mike. Classic Love Mike. Mike. I like Mike too. <laughs> but uh, so still on cars. But what you know, her car's pretty rare. But what are some of like the rarest cars like you've detailed or like what's like. What's been like a few of the best ones? You're like, oh, this was pretty sick. Like the GT350 was a lot of fun, yeah, um, because I got to keep it overnight mm-hmm. and I got to put it in the garage. And so I was just like, oh, I was like, there's one of 3,900 GT350s of 2019 in my garage. I was like, 
that's pretty bad. Yeah. So no, that one was a lot of fun. Um, I've done a couple of Mercedes, like Stem's mom's Mercedes. Yeah. Like those look really good because if you can get a couple nice cars on your page and everything, people see like, oh, you're not just detailing like a Honda Civic. Right. So which Honda Civics are great. I had you know I got a friend with a Type R. Yeah, Caitlin. So, <laughs> yeah, they're, he's coming. <laughs> uh, she might have an Accord. Oops. Um. No, but like that one was a really good one, and I've had a lot of nice trucks come in. I've had a lot yeah. of like lifted, a lot of trucks, a lot, lot of lifted, trucks a lot of nice rims. <laughs> I mean, those, the guys that come in, they're like, "Listen, it was just muddy last week, so you can do whatever you want with it." And I was just like, "Well, I mean, I'll clean it, but like, <laughs> are you just gonna go put it back in the mud pit, or like, what do you want here?" So, yeah, I've had a lot of nice trucks come in, um, but that GT three fifty, I mean, that car was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Had like five thousand miles on it, and like I said, it was one of thirty nine hundred. Yeah. So, and the guy lives around here. Really cool guy. I actually, there's a guy in the neighborhood next to mine. He's got a C8 and it's mm. red. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him to come in, mm. but he won't do it. He won't yeah. take it out of the we garage. Need to, we need to get Adam to bring his Lambo down. Oh, 2500 horsepower. Adam. Adam, bring your Lambo. Yeah, if you do, ASMR. Adam, oh. I get you that free wash just so <laughs> I, can, I can get that car in the driveway. I just really want to yeah. see it. Uh, I really want to see the twin turbos. So, thank you. Uh, yeah. No, I. So I just got my Hyundai. Like it's it's mm-hmm. fairly new. I got it in August. You got a good deal on that, didn't you? I did. I did get a good deal. So it was rebuilt, mm-hmm. but because it was just the front end, wasn't it? Yeah, no engine. It was just like the radiator and AC or something. Not a big deal. But um, you know, twenty seven thousand miles. Can't beat it. I got it for like ten grand. <laughs> and it's like yeah. what a twenty fifteen? Uh, seventeen. Even better. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So my goal, that's really good. Yeah. My goal is that. I don't have to buy a car for a while so I can save up, maybe get a house, maybe get something, you know, a rental, whatever. I don't know. But you can get it uh, me. Yeah, no car payment, right? No car <laughs> payment. That's right. No, and that's that's the big thing, though, is we didn't want a payment for camp. So that's right. why we went and got that GA and it just kind of worked out. Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, if you're looking at like business and everything or if you're, you know, if you're all, not necessarily even if you're in a business, but if you're like looking to get a you'd be good to talk to about this, too, is like. If you're looking to get a house, a house and everything, yes. You know, you don't want to have a lot of payments. You don't want to have, like, auto loans hurt, like, when, yeah. you, when you're applying for mortgages and stuff. If if you don't have the... We actually just had a big loan mortgage meeting yesterday really? about the whole pre-approval process. Credit history, W-2s, pay stubs, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Yeah. So, into your real estate stuff. Sure. What is... So, who do you work for? Homewise Real Estate, yeah. Saintsville, Ohio. Boom. There Shout you go. out 55 North 4th Street. My <laughs> office is the second door on the left. But so, how did you get into the real estate stuff? Sure. So, I like to kind of think one step ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, back up just a minute. I base kind of like my whole life off like seven pillars, and it's mind, body, soul, family, friends, business, money. Doesn't have to be in necessarily any type of order. Business but it, and money are first. That, <laughs> it takes kind of an effect yeah. there, but it kind of goes like in their own turn. But right. as long as I have a balance of all of those, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. If I can balance, you know, everything in my day and everything like that, we're good. Now, what I was finding with detailing is that I was focusing all my time stuff mm-hmm. and like like literally like my back hurts some nights and everything so yeah. it was like whatever so i was like you know what i was like what's something that i can do that a helps people you know be happy and everything like that because like that's something that i do care about um b can make an income because mm-hmm. obviously i do have a little heart and mind to support um three something i like to do i don't like to be i mean yeah i like to have my own office space i have my own office space and everything over in zanesville but 
that's not really what real estate is. Real estate's out in the field and yeah. that's where you get your learning experience. So kind of correlating that back to how it all started, I needed more of like a balance of everything. I was, I was tired of just doing just cars and just seeing like crap come in and out every day. Like, oh, you got mud mm-hmm. or oh, you got a stain. Like, oh, all right. So this was kind of like a change of pace. So I did the online classes because my um, son was actually on the way at the time. And it took me through the online classes about a year and a half. And then once testing and everything else was done, about two years. Now, that does not happen for most people. It's done in like two weeks. Right. But with everything I had going on, detailing and my scam and a son on the way, and then having him here, it took a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. So I did the online classes, took two years, whatever, did the, all the books and everything. And I actually, at the age of 18... And then just a little bit of like age 19, I was the youngest real estate agent in Ohio. Okay. And so then obviously like younger kids surpassed me, but <laughs> no, that's, that's how I kind of got started was all that. And I just needed, I needed to change a pace. Yeah. You can't do, I was, and I had only been detailing for two years, but it was just like day after day after day mm-hmm. after day. And yeah, it was my job. I loved my job. I loved doing it and I still love doing it to this day, but it's just, you know, I want something else to do. Right. I want to talk to people because usually it was just you me get, in the garage. You get bored of the same thing. Yep. Yeah, it, the once same the repetitiveness way. kicks in, right. it's like, all right, yeah. I'm done. Yep. But no, <laughs> and I liked meeting new people and talking and like the only hard part with all that was having people trust an 18, 19 year old yeah. with the biggest asset of their life mm-hmm. and probably one of the biggest assets they will ever have in their life. Right. So it's just like, yeah, like I'm, I'm 19. Like I can wear a suit. <laughs> like I look good. And they're like, hmm. Uh. Like we're gonna go with the forty-five-year-old that's yeah. for like thirty years. I was like, all right, that's cool. Like I get it. But yeah. so, but no, I had I had a couple people that trusted me. Um, it went really good from the start. I did over like seven hundred and fifty in sales volume, mm-hmm. seven hundred fifty thousand, not yeah. dollars. <laughs> seven hundred fifty thousand. Small house. Yeah, it was <laughs> a very it was a very small property, like point two of an acre. No, I did about seven hundred fifty in sales volume in my first year, and I thought that was pretty good because some people don't even get like a house sale, right? Um, and a lot of my sales come from like the buyer side of things. I don't necessarily deal with a lot of sellers, mm. and I haven't. I can. I can do with whatever I want. I like dealing with buyers because that's what I started out with and it's kind of what I've been keeping on doing. Yeah. So I had one list. I've had a couple listings, but I like dealing with the buyer side mm-hmm. of things. Now you do take a little bit of like a pay cut because the average commission rate in the area for real estate agents is 6%. But if you only represent one side, you only get 3% and the other side gets 3%. Right. So with only dealing with one side, you do get a little bit of a pay cut but it's not necessarily anything detrimental if you can keep getting buyer after buyer after buyer after buyer. And especially right now with the market that the way it is. It's pretty low interest rates. That mm-hmm. and you can't find a house to buy because right. nobody's selling it. When right. somebody does sell, it's gone in a week. Mm-hmm. So I think the average time on the market in Columbus for a house is like three days. I've got some friends. Really? Up, yeah, I've got some friends up there that are realtors and they can't keep them on the market. They're making tons of money. <laughs> Just tons of money. Well, and see, that's... Uh, that. No, I took my real estate stuff this last fall, mm-hmm. and I think I'm getting to a point where you were, where, yeah, the video stuff's great. Like, it's fun. It's a good time. There's always something different to do, mm-hmm. but your day-to-day work is just the same thing right. over and over again. And at some point, my, you know, I've talked about long-term goals on here with Eli and stuff, but at some point, I would love to just be in charge and not necessarily oh, yeah. have to be here all the time. Manifest and, your ideas. Right. And I don't... That's a big thing. Yeah. And I don't I don't have to be here all the time anyway, because 
most of our stuff's at night. You know, we've got games, we've got sports. Most of that is evening, afternoon. So, you know, I was like, well, what's something else I could do that's like fun and like I, I enjoy doing? Well, I was like, I was helping Ethan, not helping. I was just like along for the right. ride. But they were looking at houses and I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, yeah, something like, I want to get into. I'm and then you texted me about a rental not too long ago, which you don't yeah. necessarily want to see. I don't, yeah, right. I don't not know. Good. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but it's, uh, it's been a rock. Like I got my, I went through Zane state. You went through what? Honduras? Honduras business college. Yeah. So if, if you are interested in becoming a real estate agent, is there, you know, I don't even know the proper terms yet. Like I'm. It, you start off as a sales agent, right. agent, and then once you join a board of realtors is when mm-hmm. you become a realtor. So realtor, right. technically you can join like the national MLS and become a realtor. Yeah. Technically I'm not a realtor, but I can still do all the things that a right. realtor does. You're a real estate agent. Right? It's just a title term. Yeah. So, yep. And it does the same properties. <laughs> and so that's what, you know, I need to just basically, I just need to take my test. I'm going to study a little bit before I take it. That's what I'm kind of waiting on. It's not necessarily that it's hard. It's, they try and trick you and they know they try and trick you mm-hmm. and they're good at it. Yeah. It took me like four times for the national portion and then once for the state portion. Just once? Okay. Yeah. So, and they know that they make some of the tests harder. So they'll make, like, if you go in once for your mm-hmm. first test and you don't pass, you come in the second time. That, the even number tests, whether you take it two, four, six, eight times, are the easier tests. Because oh. I passed on number four. And number two was a lot easier than one and three. Right. So, and they know that. They'll dull it down the next time to give you a chance. But if you don't pass, you're going right back to the hard one. Yeah. So, now, what they usually do is they'll leave answers kind of later on in the test. And you can go back. But when it's online, you got to click. Click, click, click to go all the way back. You don't remember what time and so or are, where the question was. Do you have to go to a facility to do this? Yeah, you go to PSI testing right. over in that's well, that's, uh, over by the hospital. Yeah, so I did. I did like my drone license. So I, I think it's probably a pretty similar. Like you have probably to go so. and take a yeah. So how long are these? And like how long are we talking test wise? State portion was forty five questions, and I believe the national portion was ninety. Yeah. So if you're looking to get into real estate, whatever it is, oh, I just look. I'm slouching, man. Good thing you, you can't see it on audio, right? Thing. But I, I need one. <laughs> but, but yeah, so if that's something you're interested in, um, you can get a hold of Mark. He'll help you out a little bit. Absolutely. Or if you're selling a house, get a hold yes, of Mark. Yes, please. But, I'd love uh, to help anybody. And I'm not, I am, I treat real estate so much differently than I think a lot of local agents do. I am not going to pester you mm-hmm. into giving me your house. I'm not about that. I've never been about that. I can't do that. I just hate it. For those people that keep calling and calling and calling and calling, and they're all on Facebook, like, list with me, list with me. If you want to list with me, five Facebook posts is not going to do it. Right. If you're going to list with me, it's going to be a phone call. So call, I mean, call me. Ask me, like, why I'm different or, you know, I'll tell you why I'm different than other agents and everything like that. But, like, it's different in the fact of, like, most agents will advertise, yeah, yeah, sign with me, list with me, whatever. I'll go and say, listen, you want to see this house? Ask me questions. What do you mm-hmm. think about the house? What do you think the value is? I know what I think the value is, but I want to know your opinion. And then we'll go from there. I don't ask, like, you want to buy it? Yeah. Like, you, you down, <laughs> down sign papers today? And there's like, people no, like it's that. it's not about, are, oh, yeah. yeah. It, if you're about the commissions, then yeah, you're all about just getting mm-hmm. the paper signed. But if you truly care about where they're going and what they're doing with that house, whether it's going to be a forever home, whether it's going to be a rental home, um, you know. It all kind of factors in with that. And I like helping people getting that 
forever home or I like the 80 year old grandfather that just may have come out of a nursing home Mm -hmm. and he got his own house again. Mm -hmm. That was cool. But, um, there's a lot of good stories with it too. Yeah. So, but not every real estate agent is the same to go back to that. Right. Right. And I think that's something that's important is, you know, you can, you can kind of tell the quality of a, a per, you know, any job is really like that, but especially with something where it's commission based, you can tell when someone's trying to, Hopefully you can tell. Some people can't. and You, you know, can. Yeah. You but, absolutely can. Sorry. She just yeah. got Lorenzo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you get people that you, you can clearly are like, okay, I, you're like, oh, I kind of like the house. Like, all right, what are we doing? Like, let's, let's do it right yeah, now. Like, yeah. Like if somebody, if somebody doesn't go in and I've, I've had it happen, you know, nine times out of 10, if somebody doesn't go in and they're like, oh my God, I love this, mm-hmm. then it's not going to, it's not going to happen. They're not, they're not that interested. If you're spending that much money on a house, far be it for me to stand in the way and pester you to buy that house. Right. Because then you're just going to be in a living hell because you're going to hate yeah. it. It's not going to be what you want. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's, it's different. And like I said, not every real estate agent is the same. I, I have a lot of friends in the area that are real estate agents and they don't think that at all real estate agents are the same either, but just depends on who you get, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, and I like, you know, what I didn't realize about the real estate side of stuff is like, if it, it is something that, you know, if you just put, like, if you want to be a real estate agent, you can go do it pretty, not, mm-hmm. you know, not, it's not instant, but it's all you need a lot easier. Diploma. Yeah. It's a lot easier than going to college for four years if that's, and you can do it and have another job. And right? by the time that you're done getting your real estate agent license your sales license it's 120 hours of coursework so actually Mm -hmm. it's up there with some majors right that you work for now you can get it done in two weeks and it's not exactly the same (laughs) and obviously you don't get a diploma but you can still make a substantial amount of money right with that uh, little licensure there i mean you sell a five hundred thousand dollar house with a six percent commission you're talking a nice chunk of change exactly and even a hundred thousand dollar house that's six grand (laughs) yeah so and it, I've seen, you know, I've seen some kids, I guess we're still, we're almost kids still. We're a little older, but. One more kid. Than right. You. Yeah. You're, what are you, 24? 24. 22. 22. You're 22? Yeah. I'm 22. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, beat it. Actually, I'm going to be. Right, I'm five, oh, wait, six. no. I still look like a little kid. I'll be 23 when this airs, so. Ah, okay. Well. Actually, I've got, I've got two more days here of 22. and the, I don't even feel like this year was so stupid. <laughs> I, I don't I feel like feel I was, like, last like year was just 22, more. I could have just like thrown out. Like. Yeah. I don't like. I don't remember much from it. Where I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this when I was 22. Like, That's too funny. But yeah, yeah. So I'll be yeah, be a little older. A little See, older. I keep thinking you're older because Dalton's older than me. See, he's what's he? He's 23. He's October, right? October something. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Dalton. No, but yeah, October something. I thought 13th. Maybe you know, 17th, something like that. The only but, one I got to remember is cams. Right. And I remember it now. <laughs> yeah. well, why do you remember that one? <laughs> there, was, there was an incident there. I, uh, I remember. Yeah, I On the whole whiteboard, I didn't write it down. We, we, we witnessed. We oh, everybody witnessed. <laughs> but no, I, I mixed it up with my sons. But That's uh, okay. That's... Wrong, wrong month, right day. Oh, well, that's fine then. <laughs> we'll <laughs> to, fill it in. To a rest. guy, to a guy. You're if fine. I had like a third of it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think that's that's where there's like, like women are just so like they like they love like the like details, like details, detail, detail. and guys are just more like whatever, you know, just get it done, whatever. But but that's yeah, (laughs) that's so funny. I remember that that trip was something. That trip was something. I had a great time with that trip. That was like my first time meeting half you guys. Right. Everybody that doesn't know, we're talking about our. We had a cabin trip. 
Hawking Hills. Last uh, what, last month. It was like yeah, mid December nineteenth. Yeah, yeah, and we drank a lot of apple juice there. That we was... did drink a lot of apple juice. Good apple juice. Yeah. It was really good apple juice. So, yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, so that was a good trip. But um, yeah, I think I think it was just it, it was so so interesting. I took you know I took these college courses for the real estate stuff, and you know it's a it's some coursework, but. If that's something that you're like, if you like want to get into sales, even if that's just like a, that's a pretty easy way to do it. Um, oh God, yeah. And still make it like there's other easy ways to get into sales where it's like that's one of the easiest ways to jumpstart your sales career. Yeah. Is to have that on your resume that you were a sales agent mm-hmm. in the state of Ohio and you went through you know the board of realtors and the licensure yeah. and the classes and everything. Okay, well you already have a pretty good foot in the door with how to deal with mortgages. And I mean you don't necessarily deal with mortgages like firsthand, mm-hmm. but you know how to get your client pre-approved and all that stuff for a loan um and companies see that company companies yeah. like that the you know the work history that you've had especially if you're going to go to another sales job mm-hmm. well if you were a sales agent <laughs> it only it only can help right well and i think especially with the real estate side of it you know you could and without a college degree you can go and be like a sales agent you can go like verizon oh you yeah know, and it's it's a good sales job verizon is actually a better example but there are these like <laughs> like vector knives yeah, and like these like other companies are like just push sales on your friends and family and then you like put that and it's like eh. but like eh. real real estate is like it's you can make some money doing it it's not too hard to get started with you can go anywhere in the state of ohio and it's not license. all just sales really i mean no if you're taking you, you can do the appraisal you can do well the appraisal is done by the bank right or you, you can learn, you do. Learn about it. You, you I'm learn still about in that it. process. No, you're okay. <laughs> you learn about it, but you can do what's called a fair market evaluation. Yeah, um, and that's basically it's not a bank sealed appraisal. Okay, and it's not a bank approved appraisal, but it's like my opinion of what the house will bring. Usually, good agents can get it pretty close with right. they do comparables and everything like yeah. that. So, and now when you started out, what were some of the you know some of the things in your first few sales? Or your whatever. What were some of the first few things you like learned that like you didn't necessarily learn in the coursework or whatever? But you're like, oh, okay, that's a thing. Like, I need to. You want a story? Sure, I got a story. Yeah, my first client, very first house I ever had, very first listing I ever had, very first transaction I ever did. I don't know how it got to a closing table, but it did. So, had this lady. Um, she lived in my neighborhood. The house was right across the road, and so I could keep an eye on it every day. And my sign was out front. Had people call and call and call, and everybody wanted to see it. So I was like, hey, it's time for showings. I was like, are we ready? Like, house clean? Like, we're good? She's like, um, I don't want to get up today. She's like, the laundry's in the hallway. Just maybe tomorrow. I said, excuse me? What? I was like, why? I was like, do you want to sell your house? I was like, I want to sell your house. I was like, is this not my job? So I went back to my broker. I was like, what do I do? I was like, this wasn't in the book. I was like, how do I get a client out of their house? She's like, can't she's like you're gonna learn things that the class has no business teaching you yeah and she's right and my broker is brenda millison she's a great lady and uh, she's helped me through a lot too so uh big thanks to her but she told me that you will learn so much outside the classroom and she's right so but anyway back to that story what i learned from that listing was to never help a client move out again and all the way to Zanesville, for that matter, yeah, from Cambridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not all clients will be equal, which I kind of knew that going in, but this 
solidified that. Um, it also proved to me that not everybody cares. Mm-hmm. And in a way of like, yeah, you've got a house for sale, all that good stuff, blah, blah, blah. But like inside that house was massive amounts of cat pee. And there was just litter everywhere. And so how are you going to sell a house if people are coming in and they have to wear their shoes? Yeah. Like there is no like, please don't take your shoes off. It's please keep your shoes on. <laughs> so, but we had a buyer. He came through. It was actually the guy right across the street and um, they turned it into their forever home. And it was just really cool to get them in there like that. And they, the guy that moved in across the street, his dad lives across from him uh-huh. and they see the grandkids every day. Oh yeah. So it was just really cool to get them in a house that literally worked perfectly for them right so and they redid everything they got nice hardwood flooring down they did repainted everything the sunroom is beautiful so and no cat pee yeah no cat pee. that's good i'm allergic to cats so i my, my dad has cats now mm. so yeah that was oh, yeah. that was my spiel for like what i've learned you can keep every transaction is different i mean i've had right. deals where i've had to deal with lawyers because the money came from a trust fund mm. and everything had to be signed by the lawyer i couldn't do anything basically on my own without the dude right next to me going, okay, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, well, then just sign your name. But every every deal is different. And then yeah. right now I'm dealing with a guy from New Jersey. And New Jersey is an attorney signing state, which means that attorney has to be present when mm-hmm. signing legal documents of like a residential housing, commercial housing, things like that. Um, Ohio is not. And so he asked me, he's like, what's a real estate lawyer that you recommend? I was like, are you suing me? I was like, we haven't even come to a deal. <laughs> I was like, what did I do wrong? He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I would just like representation. I was like, I've never had a lawyer come to closing. He's like, really? I was like, we're not one of those states. He's like, oh, very cool. So he he just didn't understand that like he could come sit with me mm. and I could do everything that like the lawyer was doing. Not that I'm like a lawyer. Yeah. But I can still put all the documents together right. for the you house. Right. You took the classes. You got, right. You got the power. The only so. thing that I don't necessarily do as the real estate agent is I don't like do the title work. Mm. There's a title company that does title work yeah. and then obviously the appraisals and things like that. But what I do is I get the contract together, get the inspections together, get the property disclosures together, which is kind of like if there's been any property um, damage in like the history of the house or the mm-hmm. whatever property it is. Yeah. Whether it was like a septic tank that exploded or something like that. My God, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, God, that'd be terrible. But uh, haven't had that happen yet. Um, things like that. And when you do like a for sale by owner type deal, you have to do all that yourself. And so that's kind of like what a real estate agent does is kind of takes out like the middleman of the contracts, gives right. them to me. All you have to do is sign. I'm going to be the explainer. I'm going to be the guy that does all the paperwork back and forth. The only thing I'm going to need is your signature and understanding. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was that was my first house. And it yeah. uh, it was a doozy. But, you know, still made a little bit of money off of it. And once you finally get that check, it's like. Yeah. Now, how ooh. does the payout? Is it so like two weeks or like is there like a. You don't get paid until after closing or the yeah. day of closing. Yeah. So you like have you to get close, to the closing table. Do they just pay? Does that go. Usually it comes in like a form of a check. Okay. And then depending on what's your uh, brokerage policy and everything like that, mm-hmm. usually the brokerage takes a cut. Right. And then you get like 75%, 80%, 90% of it. Depending on. Because it, it, it could also depend like that. The guy I'm dealing with in uh, from New Jersey right now, he's buying a house in St. Clairsville. Um, even just county to county, it's a little bit different. So it's a 60, 40 split mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not 50, 50, it's 60, 40. So it can be different two doors down 
or it can be the same. It and that's kind of why I think it's a little bit cooler. Not that obviously it's not cool that I'm losing a little bit more money, but right. um, you can kind of if you own your own brokerage, you can do your own thing. It's a lot like. You're almost like a free agent. Like I guess you literally are a free agent. To, yeah, you're you're a personal <laughs> contractor, right? And so you know you have like instead of like being like, all right, well I'm gonna go work here. It's like you can go and look around. You can find different brokerages and be like, okay, what like what do you offer? Sure. What do you offer? You know, and you're you really get to make that decision per se. And then they'll you know, um, do you get like an interview? Some of them do. Kind of sort of. I mean, the first brokerage that I was at did interview me, um, and it was Homeland Realty. And they interviewed me, but it was like, I already knew I was going to get it. So it wasn't necessarily an interview. It was just kind of like meet and greet. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. but there's other brokerages that are like, listen, I'll pay for your school, but you got to come work for me for a year. Right. Which is great. I mean, that's how most agents get their license because Mm -hmm. school is, school's like 12 to 1500 bucks by the time it's all said and done. Um, And that's courses, books and everything. But if they'll pay that for you, all you got to do is sell one house and it It pays for for itself. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of like my, like master plan is like, <laughs> so I've, I've done the coursework, I got to do the tests and everything. But when you buy that first house, you can, you know, you're out, you're making money off that literally, sure. or, or you can put it towards your down payment, whatever you want. Yeah. But you know, that cost pays off for itself. Even if it's just you doing it for yourself one time. Yeah, you really got to be a weird kind of person to just want to do it for that for that reasoning. <laughs> but that's not the only reason I did it. But no, if it was, eh, you right. know, now you got coursework and yeah, you can you save money on your house, but, right? But <laughs> to get a little bit more knowledge, yeah. possible, <laughs> right. but, but no, the, I, I spent fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, I did it. No, the idea though is like you're you're gonna make that money back fairly. Not depends on you know person to person, but you're gonna make it back fairly quickly compared right. to and like I said. You get a $100,000 listing and mm-hmm. you do make the 6%. Yeah. You know, even if the brokerage takes a 25% cut, you're still making around five forty five hundred. Right. And, you know, for as involved as like a college can be or as involved as like starting a business can be and that kind of stuff, you know, going into real estate is it's almost it's a good way to get started if you were thinking, okay, well, I don't want to wait five years to do this or right. like, you know, it's a good middle ground between like doing nothing. Yeah. And, the mi- the and, minimum and requirements, doctor, right? So. The minimum requirements for a real estate agent is high school diploma. And you gotta be 18. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I can, if I can save up 1500 bucks and I can go take classes and everything else. Sure. Right. Why would you not to, you know, there are fees and stuff because you do have to get sponsored by a brokerage before mm-hmm. you can become an agent and everything like that. But I'll pay a hundred bucks in fees a month. If I yeah. Can make 5,000. Right. And it, it, it just it just makes sense, you know. And obviously, like not everyone wants to do it, but if if you're in between, you're like, I don't really know what I want to do. Why not? You know, yeah. it, it's a you don't have to do it forever. You know, right. you can go back. If, yeah, if, you can put your license on deposit or and come you back can do in what a year. you're doing, and you can go to college while you're doing yep. it. Yep, and I make it's like a little side gig. It's mm-hmm. not my full time job. I know it's not my full time job, but I've never. I mean, I've went a little while without having like a house sale or anything, but I'm not going to like struggle if I don't get it because I right. do have the detailing on as like yeah. a full-time thing. Um, so any money that necessarily kind of comes in like commission wise from that is like extra. Right. And so if I've got like extra bills to pay or uh, this past Christmas, <laughs> yeah. I can, you know, use a little bit of that money from that and it doesn't have to all come out of the detailing fund. 
so I can invest more back into that. And mm-hmm. It's always nice to have a side hustle. Right. And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be considered a side hustle. It can be like your side job, but it's always good to have more than one stream of income because if that ever gets cut off, what are you going to do? Yeah. And, you know, some like with a side hustle, you could do, it could be a hobby that turns into something that's making you money. I mean, you know, just even getting out there and branching out into different things, diversifying, obviously, we'll get way into that with stuff. But, but um, you know, making sure you have those different revenue sources, or even if you're starting out, if you're in high school, if you're in college still, and you're not hurting too bad or whatever, you know, you can go and do your college work. And then maybe as a hobby, that's kind of what I did, like with this was, I was going to college, I didn't know what I really wanted to be at that point, but sure. I was going for like engineering, something stupid that I hated. And, but it sounded cool, but, but I was just doing like video stuff on the side and I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like, this is so fun to do. And that turned into what I do basically full time now yeah. is video work. And it just started from being like a hobby. Um, crazy how life works. Yeah. Sometime. And, and so, you know, even just having hobbies that you do outside of your main thing or outside of your professional life, those can always turn into something. I mean, you see a lot of like, I mean, almost every YouTuber, (laughs) it was probably a hobby at one point and some of the biggest. Oh yeah. No, I've, I tried the whole vlog thing. Yeah. Got like seven subscribers. It's it's tough. It's tough. You really got to like power through. That's, and you do because there's that wall that everybody says comes at like 500 subscribers Mm -hmm. where you'll get like 501 for like three weeks. Yeah. And it's like, what am I doing wrong? Well, no, it's just because then your videos have moved down in publicity. Mm -hmm. And so, but they'll move you back up once you start to get a couple more uh, subscribers and traction and everything like that. But no, it's actually YouTube that moves you down. Yeah. So it's not actually you. It's all algorithmic. It's all algorithmic. That's right. That's right. And they take, you know, the top grossing videos that they think. Yeah. And we'll put them at the top. Watch time. There you go. Whatever keeps people on their platform. That's right. Whatever, keep, up there. whatever keeps those eyes on the screen. Yeah. They'll do it. That's uh they'll do it. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean if you wanted to do something YouTube wise, like long and we don't really the good thing with us is at first I like before I really even started doing like the business side of everything, I really wanted to be like a YouTuber. I'm like, I'm gonna make like whatever videos. And yeah, I got a few subs, whatever, but it just, it would take so long to do. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I started like making videos for people and they would pay me. Sure. Now I was still like 19, whatever. And they'd give me like 50 bucks, like a gig, you know, just like right. go do it, whatever. And in my head, I'm like, well, 50 bucks here for this guy is like 50,000 views on YouTube, mm-hmm. you know? So not everything has to have a ton of views for it to be the same value. Yep. Now, obviously, if you have a million views of video, that's like way, way worth it. Right. But it's it's actually really hard to make money on YouTube. And it doesn't come hard. from the views. Yeah. It comes from like the endorsements and the paid advertising. And t-shirts There's, and all oh, that stuff. Your own right? branding, yeah. self-branding, that's big too. Self, The whole self-image on the channel and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lorenzo watches this kid named Ryan and he's like oh, yeah. nine. Millions the kid's on Forbes list at like 24.5 million. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? I was yeah. like, Lorenzo, grab the camera. Right. I was like, we're going to start out and wrapping toys just like this kid. Oh. I was like, we'll make millions. And see, even with that kid, like, you, unless his parents have like a really good grasp on like everything, I mean, right. that's like a scary way to grow up. Like, kind of, I mean, right in front of the camera right all day front, long. Because that's your, like, you're on as a kid. Yeah. And now I get like opening stuff's fun, but like, I like to think of like the like imagine like these sponsor like 
like, coming they're in saying, and like, listen, you need yeah. to do it exactly you know, like They're this. like, here, we'll give you this toy if you open it. And he'll open it and like on camera, he's like, this is, this sucks. And they're like, no, say it's good. And he's like, Oh, I'm so happy. And you're like, he's like five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the kid's got his own TV show now. The the kid's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. He's on, obviously, YouTube. He has his own toy collection. Yeah. And now I think they're doing something like Ryan's gummies or something. Oh. Like, it's going to have his face. Is that with like the states that have legalized marijuana? No, no, no. Not like I'm that. Just, like <laughs> like a vitamin, you fool. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, like a seven-year-old's like, here, like, man. Is this my gummy? <laughs> This doesn't look like my vitamin. That's because it might not be. But Uh, no, the the kid's literally getting a vitamin made out of his face. And he's nine. Uh, Making $24.5 million a year. Billions of views. He's up there with like Baby Shark. Mm -hmm. Like with all his videos. Yeah. It's crazy. It's... And At that, nine years old. Yeah. But, you know, that all kind of... Like, there's a lot of YouTubers. And yeah, there's not a lot of money in it. But there's a lot of YouTubers that have like just a small, and by small, like it's still not small, but like 50,000 subscribers. Oh, yeah. You know, to some people, you're like, well, that's kind of small. Some people, they're like, that's massive. I wish, but it, that's, you could still have that size of an audience and still make money. Right. And there's some that have 400,000 and don't make anything, you know, just depends on what your content is and all that. But from our business perspective, I thought of it as like, well, if I can go film a school, for three hundred and fifty dollars, that's three hundred. You know, every dollar is a thousand views, basically. Sure. Essentially, say so it for their payouts. It depends. So, like, if you're doing like toy content, those guys make a lot of money because mm-hmm. like people are watching so many ads with it, and they pay more on them. You know, how many forty year olds do toys review now oh, for my son? Probably. A I'm lot. like, we're gonna go back <laughs> to that kids channel. <laughs> but so you know, you think of that, you're like, really? That's like three hundred fifty thousand views, but. You got to also look at it as that's only 350,000 mm-hmm. views. Whereas some, you know, a video, once you post it to YouTube is up until you take it down. Right. So if you have like videos that are getting like 5,000 views, whatever, and you're like, well, that's only five bucks, whatever. If you do get big, then you could probably, you know, you could make a video a week, but people are still going to go back, watch your old videos. Mm-hmm. And at some point it becomes so. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. The views don't got necessarily so stop so many different in. videos out that. You know, it doesn't matter if you're making a video every day. That's like PewDiePie. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he says he's retired from YouTube or whatever. He still makes videos, but and a ton of money he could stop. That. I mean, he wants, you know, he's he's very different than most of them because he'll stop and like, I don't, I don't want to say he's different because like he's very like normal, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, he could just stop making videos right now and he would still make millions of views a day, mm-hmm. you know, for years probably like. Just the amount of, like, he has content out from, like, 2008, almost a video a day, up to about 2016. and That's just wild. It's, I mean, just the amount, and, you know, once you find someone new that you've never seen, you watch, like, seven or eight of their videos. Like, right. it's just a fun Oh, yeah. Like, you pick up on a new channel, and you're like, oh, I like this kid, and you're scrolling mm-hmm. through, and you find videos that, you like, you think would appeal to you. But in the end, it's still to, like, it tallies up their total views. Right. It doesn't matter what video you watch. It doesn't matter if it's their latest video. Yeah. It's still just and that's what's all into just mind blowing is, you know, the the different ways that like social media and pop culture now is so different from what it used to be compared to like YouTubers now are like celebrities used to be in like mm-hmm. the '90s and '80s and stuff where it was like oh yeah oh, they have a guy. ton of influence yeah and it, we were like our age group was kind of 
we were that group that saw it go from everyone that's a celebrity is crazy cool youtubers are weirdos mm -hmm. to now they're the biggest celebrities in the world oh yeah and everybody knows them yeah everybody knows them yeah and so it we were around for you know obviously every generation has their transitions that you're like oh i was around for the but we we've been we've got some weird ones i mean like with the covid stuff oh yeah <laughs> you know we're here for that we're gonna see how that ends up yeah that story to be continued for that one right but you know we had for me we weren't necessarily we we were tech we were kind of part of that technological boom where like i remember as like a four or five year old like, yeah so my mom's like here's a cell phone and i'm like whoa like you know it, it, i remember it, my first flip verizon phone my mom had a blackberry yeah i had I played, a, with, I played that one game that you did the it was like a crossword puzzle but you used like the little ball as the mouse uh -huh. and you like could roll it back and forth i was like mom your blackberry is like oh so advanced. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, I flipped open my phone and took a picture of it. <laughs> I no, like, it's crazy. I, I just, yeah, I had a slide so I could text. Oh, yeah. I was all oh, about my that. God, that would like revolutionize yeah. texting. Because yeah. I would be like, beep, beep, beep. All right, there's my C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I, that's so crazy is people don't, you know, obviously it's still around, not at all really, but like people don't realize you had to used to hit like buttons. Texting was garbage. You had to, you you actually had to touch. You had to call your significant <laughs> other if you wanted to have a conversation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I remember I got the Alias Two, which was so cool because I could flip it up. Oh yeah, it's like a flip phone, but then I could flip it sideways too, and so I could text. And then someone stole it, and then really? like it was some kid in like middle school, and we found it like destroyed in front of the parking lot. But oh. so I don't know what happened there. But my dad had a droid, like mm. the very first one that came out, and it made that like droid sound. Everybody was like, "Whoa." Like that, oh, he's yeah. like that's a droid everybody yeah. like knew it because it made that sound i was like this thing sucks i was like this is terrible yeah. and then finally they came out with like the first generation generation iphone and it was terrible too but right you know they revolutionary they did they advanced a lot further than droid did i can tell you that yeah yeah and what do you think about now you you got a three-year-old so you'll have to start thinking about this but w what about like the phone don't ask me when's that. the when's the kid getting a phone kid's got a phone oh he it, it don't it don't I, make calls or anything but like He's got one. He's See, got a six. I tell myself, like, and I'm not a parent, so I don't know. But his is more of like a toy. Like a Fisher Price kind but of But it's deal. still an iPhone. No, no, no. It's an oh, iPhone. It's an iPhone 6. See, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, he truly, he truly does have an iPhone 6. And the reason we got him that was it was actually my mom's old work phone. Okay. She was going to keep it anyway. Yeah. And so I was just like, yeah, you use it whatever like mm -hmm. and i put some learning games on it or whatever if he ever played with but he liked taking pictures right so he would just go around the house and he would just hold it in front of him as he was walking going <laughs> i'm like bud what are you doing it's like picture <laughs> and it was okay just like it was just different poses of him just walking through the kitchen i was like all right whatever i was like it's got like 32 gigs of memory on it like, oh. you'll be able to store like 10,000 pictures yeah. of just your face and see my my sister got her two twins they're six oh gosh i hope they're six, uh, almost seven. Actually, they, they something in January. Mm -hmm. She's gonna kill me. But yeah, they just got they just got phones like for Christmas. Yeah, and they're not real phones, but they're close. Like they're you know like they, a she can, type so deal. she can text like or they can text like her whoever they let them text yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, but it's it's scary, man. Like and see now three they're just. They're not used. They're just walking around taking pictures, and that's the same thing. Like they had tablets their whole life. Like, oh yeah, same thing. But they're like my son can work his iPad better than my seventy-eight-year-old grandmother. <laughs> right. However old she is. Yeah. But it's all about growing. It's the brain development, and you know, growing up. And it's up not with like it. he, you know, 
came out with an iPad in his hand. He obviously, like, right. for me, he had to earn it and everything, and he did. But he's got learning games on it and everything, too, but it's the same thing with the iPhone 6 that he has. He just goes around really taking pictures, and he'll sit at the counter and watch some of his, like, music videos that he likes to listen to before, like, breakfast or whatever right. and before we go to school or um, stuff like that. But, like, also on it, it's it can be a really good tool because he's got, like, um, games that allow him to trace letters. And yeah. so he can learn with that and he counts and he's got this blast off game where he counts down from like 10 and he screams every time the rocket launches. So I know when he got, when he gets it, but, um, no, actually it can be, it can be a really good tool if it's used right. in the right way. But like if he's on it for too long and I know he's on it for too long, yeah. he'll start sitting there like this. Yeah. And he's just, he's sitting there like looking at the screen. I was like, all right, like it might be time to get up. Yeah. And I was like, it's only been 15 minutes, but like you're done. Yeah. So yeah. he's never on it more than like. I think I set his timer at like 35 as a uh, okay. max. Yeah, because I just, they got these phones and they were like, and it's how they're built. Like even even for, it's not just kids, it's adults too. Mm. Like we're all addicted to our phones. like in, in some way. Right. So. It, Cam tells me all the time to get off it. I'm like, Cam, I'm like, I got clients calling me. Well, they, they, it, it's important. I get, I get that part. And it's just so like they're designed, not even necessarily that we're all addicted to them per se. Most, some people are. But they're designed to be a. They're designed to like, be like that. They're designed to like make you want to be on it more. Well, you can and, have anything you want on it. Right. You can have a game. You can go order food. You can yeah. make a phone call. You can text your friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, what can you not do on a phone? You can trade stocks. Literally, you can make money. Yeah, you can do anything. Social Literally media marketing. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> so and it it's nice. It's very nice. But you sense. can tell like from a primal perspective of like how we're designed as humans. And now I'm getting into stupid Joe Rogany sounded stuff. But <laughs> no, but you could I mean, when we went to the when we went to the cabin in Hawking, I mean yeah. Cam and I kinda left our phones for like There wasn't a lot of internet out there. No, there really wasn't. <laughs> and every like how many of us like fifteen of us yeah. out there on the Wi Fi just right. didn't work very well. No. But so we were just like, let's just put them up for a couple of days. And that that's I kinda like the cabin trip for that reason. Mm-hmm. Is the it's first like time we off. went on that and I, I told this story already, so I won't tell everyone on the podcast on another episode. But we went and we didn't have internet and it was like the first time since starting my business like I wasn't like connected like yeah. and like always in. It's weird, isn't it? And I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. Like yeah. now when you it's get like, back, you're like, oh, like that, But like for that time being, you're like, well, like yeah. can't talk to anybody. You're like, what so. am I going to do? You know? And so, yeah. I literally can't do anything. Yeah. And it's, so. kind, it's, kind, it's, it's, it's very nice. And uh, you, you know, these kids got these phones and they were just instantly just like the day of on it just all the time. And he has, I was like, how did you even do that? Yeah. Like, I couldn't even figure out how to open mine when I first uh, got it. I like, know. my iPhone. I was yeah. like, I was yeah. like, oh, it's a passcode. <laughs> now it's my face. I don't, uh, um, dude, <laughs> the, the whole face ID thing, I smashed my phone actually getting out of the Cambridge truck lot, and it was a gravel lot. My phone landed face down like mm-hmm. this, stepped right on it, and it was, like, right on a stone. So, like, literally, it punctured a hole. Yeah. through. I could see through my phone, <laughs> like, through the screen and everything. And I had to get, like... Sam at the mall helped mm. me get a new screen and then I had to get another new screen that I was hold the whole waiting at COVID, for my COVID yeah, test thing. Yeah, I had yeah. to get another new screen but like my face ID doesn't work anymore it, because I smashed the ribbon behind it mine mine's cracked I don't know if you can see up here a little bit yeah. I put some tape on it so it's like smooth <laughs> it, it works like I mean no I'm sure it it's does. All, but my face ID doesn't and this was like last week I can't face ID now and I'm like I have to wait on it I have to open it It'll say, show your face. <laughs> wait, like, wait till you have to start entering in all your passwords. No, I do. I have, oh, oh, do you? 
for Robin Hood. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. I'm like, oh my god, I don't even remember yeah. my password. I had to change yeah. like four passwords because yeah. I just scanned my face. I like couldn't get in my bank account. I'm like, I, I was, I was getting scared. I was like, uh, <laughs> I can't access like my bank. Mm-hmm. I was like, so you can only get me by my face now. I was yeah. like, if that's the case, I'm just going to go to the actual branch office and you can just deposit my money that way. Right. But no, I, yeah, it broke. And so now like, it's so like you wait, you open it you're like, okay, I don't have, like I know it. And I'm sure I can like disable it, but I haven't got to that point yet where right. I'm like, and so I wait and then I type in my number, whatever. And then I'm sitting there and I, that's like, I was starting, I was like, I'm going to get on Robin hood and I haven't like, we'll, we'll talk about stocks here, but I haven't talked, like I haven't done a lot of stock trading since I got my car. Cause sure. I like, I literally put money in the stock market. And like, let it sit there as a savings account yeah. to buy the car. So then I took it all out and now we're here. And, but, <laughs> but, uh, like I went to log in and like, look at stuff. And I'm like, um, I don't, what, what do I do now? Like, right. I can't just look at it. <laughs> no. And like, I was trying to get in to like my bank app and I entered yeah. the password wrong. And it was like, you have three more attempts before you're locked out. How I was about, like, dude, I just tried it the first time. I was yeah. like, give me a break. Just cause you can't see my face doesn't mean it's not me. But how oh, about that? By the way, stocks guy. are uh, old. By the way, old you need, news. Need to get into crypto. crypto. Oh, I've been in crypto. I've been around it. Now, I wish I was in it more than I talked about it a lot. I did. Um, how about the one guy? Speaking of password attempts, the one guy that has two more tries on his two hundred fifty million dollar Bitcoin account before he's logged out of oh, it. I haven't so seen that. He so I don't know the full story, but I'm guessing like he had it from like a long time ago, and he just like bought some when it was yeah, pretty cheap. Yeah, and now he's trying to get back and into it. He's like, "Oh, it's $40,000 and mm-hmm. two attempts left." <laughs> he's for he said I'd be hiring a whole I'm, legal team. I'm pretty sure it was up to like $250 million is what it was at. And he's like, "I got two more attempts until I oh, I, I couldn't imagine." So sick. I couldn't What do you do? Like cuz the good anything. thing with crypto is like it's all like blockchain and yeah, everything's secure. Uh, yeah, but it, it's <laughs> but real it's, secure. It's secure to a fault. Oh it's god, like, yeah. Now and what do I do? You I can't have go to an, your, uh, can't go to your Bitcoin bank and hey, I don't know my password. <laughs> I know, so. and I moved all my stuff offline too. Yeah, I have a, you have offline a what's that called? Ledger. Ledger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a ledger and all my crypto is in like my storage. Yeah. Now, how so. does the ledger work? Ledger is literally like. A wallet, like right. all, like you have a wallet, I have a wallet. Mm-hmm. This one is basically like a USB drive that mm-hmm. is a wallet. So plug a wire into the end of it, plug it into your computer. Yeah. You can send your crypto to that ledger, and once you unplug it, it's offline. Okay. And you can turn it on and everything. You can see all your stuff and on my app and everything. I can see how much you know it's worth and all right. that good stuff, but no one can access it but you. comes with a 26-word recovery. Oh. Um, like sentence, mm. it's it kind of all forms one sentence, but it's just a bunch of it yeah. could be like rabbit hole bug, and in that order, and because if you lose your ledger, this is the only way to get it back. You have to present those twenty six words yeah. in that specific order, or you will not access mm. that crypto, and it's gone forever. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it, it's crazy. It's literally like stuff out of a movie. So like I'm hoping. Like if I like pass away or something like when I'm like 95 and my son gets my ledger, he's like, what is this? Like my dad was hiding money on a USB drive. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, so 2016, I want to say maybe 17, I was in college and so I didn't have a lot of money. Like Mm -hmm. I was, and I would like was into it. Like I was like, dude, like crypto is big, like Bitcoin and Litecoin. And like, I was all about it. And, uh, oh, you know, hindsight always, but. I think if my I, first Bitcoin buy was at like twenty six hundred bucks. Oh, that's nice. I See, st- I still have it. Saved. I remember talking to Dalton and Stemmer, and this might have been high school still. Yeah. But you know, I didn't know a ton about it, but I had heard about it. But 
I think it was like 500 bucks. And I was like, this is going to be big. And yeah. <laughs> but of course, I don't have money to like put into it, but right. like, oh, what a, yeah. My, uh, so the first like big crypto boom that happened in 2017, mm-hmm. where everybody just made a ton of money because Bitcoin went to like $20,000. Right. That, the, the day that it boomed and that the day that everybody caught traction and everything, the mm-hmm. day before my son was, born, my son, we were in labor and everything. It was December 11th and he was in uh, about to come out and all that good stuff. And I purchased like 10 Litecoin. Right. Overnight. Uh, Litecoin. That's... Overnight, I was like, I went from like a $100 deposit and it was like 2300 bucks. I was like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I was like, what's this? I was like, that's not stocks. <laughs> I was like, that's not a 10% return on the year. That's like mm-hmm. 150% return in six seconds. Yeah. That's what kind of caught me, and that's right. what kind of gave me and the bug. I think, had I not started this and needed money to start this, I think I'd be. So, what we were going to go to the AFC playoff game, championship game, like whenever, whatever year it was. I think it was seventeen when the Steelers mm-hmm. played the Patriots. But the way I had that money, Litecoin, I yeah. I bought like four or five of them at like forty bucks. That's awesome, and and I sold it like through three hundred or something. I was going to say, like, I think I threw in like one hundred and fifty bucks. And I was just like, we're going to go to bed mm-hmm. and like, he's going to be here in the morning. Yeah. And I was like, it's cool. I, I still, I would, I love Litecoin. I don't care. Like it, it's, it's, still it's an interesting little stock. It's I, still rolling. Stock. Oh, it's crypto, but it, it could be a stock, whatever. Same thing. There'll be, well, Bitcoin's getting on Is with it? Goldman Sachs this year. Yeah. So hopefully, well, they, they, they're live on the stock market. You could right. trade a Bitcoin future. Right. But you can't trade like the actual coin. Now you can go on Coinbase and do all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. You make your Coinbase account and uh, trade crypto right off of there, but the fees are what kill you. Right. Because it's like 5% of whatever your transaction is. Yeah, and I think that's what – I don't remember. I think Coinbase was what I started with because I don't think Robinhood had it. And then at some point Robinhood, Robinhood got it. Crypto. And so I I had Robinhood, but I didn't have – Yeah, so I had Coinbase for that, and I was using it for like different stuff. But like I just like – like when it boomed and then it crashed – you know, I was like, it'll go. Like, you just got to, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a mental game. Like, this is it, actually supposed to be the year that another bull run happens. Right. So the time to buy, well, not Bitcoin. No. Because it's at 40 <laughs> grand, but, um, well, well, let's see. It, right. I you mean, know, it could be 600,000 in three years. Yeah. You know I, mean? I mean, the one that I have a fairly diversified portfolio in right. my crypto assets and anybody that I advise usually has a diversified portfolio because you don't know which one's going to hit. Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily like advise people like I'm like their wealth strategist, but like I'll give like advice on like mm-hmm. what I think would be good. Um, and the way that my portfolio is set up is like, okay, that one might hit, but right. if it doesn't, I got this one. But if that one doesn't, I got this yeah. one. So it's like, it's all coins that I think have potential. It's mm-hmm. not just like Dogecoin, like the oh, Doge dog. Oh, do you like Dogecoin? <laughs> no, it has no purpose. You don't like Dogecoin. It doesn't have a purpose. So get this little quick story, tidbit, anecdote. Uh, Kraken, you know Kraken? Yeah. So I had my account with them or whatever, and I like I could withdraw X amount, but if you had less than, it was like 100 bucks or 50 bucks or something, you couldn't withdraw it. Mm-hmm. So I had like 30 bucks, and I was like, eh. Because I was done, like I was done, and I think that's when Robinhood came out with like trading. So I like was moving everything there, sure. and I had like thirty bucks, and I was like, eh, Dogecoin." <laughs> You're kidding? <laughs> Did you win? Uh, kinda. So if I would have had way more money, I really would have won. But oh, it skyrocketed. Right. But my thirty it just bucks. Serve a purpose. My thirty. I got on. I like one day. I was like, eh, okay. it was like a two hundred bucks. Thinking it. Think yeah. of it as like buying a blank piece of paper. Right. And that blank piece of paper just printed off like two hundred dollar bills on it, and you get it back. Yeah. No. It, it's essentially what happened. So like it. It was worth it. I mean, it was like five hundred percent return and like. Oh yeah. But 
Yeah, I, had, I, I just had so little in it. it. I'll tell you a story. We were on our way to Virginia, and I was trading in the car. Mm-hmm. I was, like, fairly new. It was, like, 2018, like, yeah. summer. I was, like, you know, crypto's going to boom. Like, we're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm really into this coin called Ripple. Yep. Because I think it serves a really X- big purpose. X- XRP. XRP. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think yeah. it serves a really big purpose for overseas transactions. Um, and the fact that they can wire money in five seconds to anywhere in the world, I think that's big. Mm-hmm. Bank of America has already implemented them. Goldman Sachs has implemented them. And so has, um, what's that last big firm? I can't think of it, but that's all right. But anyhow, we were on our way to Virginia to see my aunt. And we were going through like Virginia Hills, mountains, whatever you call them. And was losing service in and out, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Well, at the meantime, I had bought like, a fair amount at like 26 cents yeah. right now we're hovering at like 65 whatever mm-hmm. and I, we were waiting on a news story to come out and i was refreshing 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 because they had just um they had just launched like their company not as a secu- as a security because everybody was accusing them as being a security yeah but they really they're not but so we're waiting on that news story to come out and we stop at a place called biscuit world <laughs> for breakfast and as I'm inside Biscuit World, mind you, I do have service at this time. Yeah. At, while I'm in Biscuit World, I leave my laptop in the car. I'm like, what's five minutes? I was like, I'll go in and get a biscuit. We'll be all right. <laughs> so I go in, I come back out. This thing skyrocketed from like 60 cents all the way up to like 89 cents. I made like four grand literally in five, yeah. literally five seconds from the time <laughs> that it went up to come right back down. I was like, I gotta sell. Laptop crashes, loses uh, Wi-Fi, and in the end, I think I end up losing like a little over six grand. Right, and that's because that's it's what's just crazy about it is like that. You know, it's it's one of those things you, you're either like you're you don't have to be dedicated to it, but like you got to pay attention. You and, have and, <laughs> to pay attention. Right, and it back to the mental thing. It's like Worst can you ever. withstand? Like, are you ready for that? Like, because never. You know, like with Bitcoin, you won't say it's safe, but like. If you buy it at, at a low, you can assume it's probably going to go back up. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, if you can sh- strategize like where your buy-ins are at, because all my buys are low. all my buys in, are in that like twenty-five to like twenty-seven cents. Yeah, for Ripple, and we've been above that every day. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been a couple days where we'll dip down there, but it's usually dipping for like people to buy back in, right. and then it goes right back up to like a stable like twenty-nine, thirty cents. Mm. I mean, it did pop up a couple weeks ago up to like 80, 85 cents. Huh. So what's it at now? Is it back to 20, 30? 36 or something. Yeah. So even though I haven't sold, mm-hmm. I'm still in the profit. I'm just waiting. Right. I, I want to get a stockpile of that because if what they're saying is going to happen, yeah, I'll throw in 150 bucks for a chance. Right. Yeah. I mean, to make well, and what's, however much what's money. What's crazy with it is, you know, it's like penny stocks, but it's... Not yeah, it's right. Like it, it could ha- anything could happen to it. You know? Oh yeah, it, and the it's so much more volatile than right. stocks. And once once you and this is this is my opinion, but once you take not necessarily the dollar figure out of it, but once you stop seeing money as like not not necessarily like a material object, but like something like you have to have to survive. Yeah, it's, it's a piece of paper. Right. Okay, that's fine. Are you? Like the whole hundred, like how I said I was going to spend 150 to make however much. Okay. You are, for the sake of argument, 20 years old mm-hmm. and you are investing $150. Are you really going to be that worried about that $150 like 10 years from now when it could be a thousand? Right. 
Now, I'm not saying it takes that long, and I'm not saying like <laughs> yeah. everyone has $150, but at the same time, don't be scared to just, okay, yeah, you lost 150 bucks. Right. Okay, so what? You learned, Did you learn a lesson? Yeah. No, maybe not necessarily. You got to be willing to part with, you. it's got to be money that you don't, you, you can care about, obviously, like you, but you got to not, like, you need to go in with the expectation that this could be zero dollars. Correct. You know, and Correct. it could go to zero any day. Right. It, you never put in more. And it more, could be instant. You don't. <laughs> literally. I promise you it can be instant. But, yeah. Um, you never put in more than you're willing to lose. Yeah. And for like first time traders, like, obviously that doesn't, they don't necessarily get that. I didn't get that. I lost a ton of money mm-hmm. and it wasn't anybody's fault but mine. And so. You know, you do learn a lot of things down the road with crypto. I mean, every day is a learning experience considering the fact that Bitcoin went from 19,000 to 42 in literally three days. I wasn't really, I wasn't paying much attention to it. Like, I used to like really be into it. Right. Really, with how sports have been, I have like, I've just had no time to like. And then one day everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's like 32,000. Like, what? (laughs) The the fact that it went. and it's not even the fact that it went to the 45,000 what mm-hmm. it's that some people that own like a thousand coins at $20,000 they just had over a 200% return yeah in 3 days and that's not that's even that's unheard yeah. of yeah and that's not you know there's people that are, I I don't know how I don't know how you hold that long but there's people oh. that have bought in at like under a grand you know and they're still holding and they're like, oh, yeah, like I just Dude. threw some money in it and during college. Like I thought it'd be cool or whatever. And now I'm a multi-millionaire. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that's exactly my yeah. friend from Muskingum. Um, his name is Tyler. He, you know, got into the What's Bitcoin. his uh, social address? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, he got into Bitcoin really, really early. He bought like when it was like cents. Mm-hmm. And oh. just just something to do. Right. You know, that he he knew kind of like a little bit about it and his friend had told him about it or whatever. And boom, he literally, he was like 20, 23, 24 at the time, millionaire overnight. Oh, literally, yeah. millionaire overnight. Right. And the kid was like, what do I do? <laughs> Mom, I was, dad. Li- well, well I mean, and he invested in everything and he invested for his parents and everything. But he's never got to work another day in his life. Yeah. That's it. Literally. He's done. If If you can make a substantial enough you know, down payment, we'll call it. Yeah. The compounding of that after you keep compounding and mm-hmm. compounding it is insane. If you compound 10 grand, you're uh, 20, compound 20, 40, compound 40, 80. Yeah. It just, once you get to that big enough level, instead of like, okay, $200 to $400, $400 to $800. Right. Yeah, it takes a while when you're that low, but if you get into like a little bit bigger money, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to keep it going. Right. And that's, so even like with the stock market, I talk to Ethan about this all the time is like, I think it's mind blowing because we were watching this video and this guy's like, "Yeah, we rent like we have people rent our island for like seventy thousand a week." And I think I saw online like in the comment section, right? So you know you're getting into the good stuff. Yeah. But but he was like, "How do people afford like seventy thousand dollars a week for like?" And it would be like for years. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Why would they pay that?" And then the guy's explains like, "You got to realize like if you're like a multimillionaire, hundreds of pocket change." Literally that, but even, you know, if you have a stock portfolio of millions, hundreds of millions, even billionaires, I think we did, like, if you're a one billionaire and you're making the average, what, it's like 7% a year? Is that the... Yeah, it's like, you got a million dollars in 
an account that makes 7%. That's $70,000 a year just to spend. You know, like that's a salary. That you didn't have to do anything. That's just <laughs> yeah. interest. And that's what we would always talk about is like if the average is 7% and you're a billionaire, you make $70 million a year. You don't have to work. To do nothing. The work doesn't, and that's it, what it's all in the it. bank. Like you just say, and that's why it's like if you can get to that point where you have that million dollars or yep. even a million, like don't even go to the extreme level of a billion. You can start with a hundred thousand. Yeah. Compound And that's 000. what, that's 7,000 extra dollars a year that you didn't have. Throw it right on back average, in. On Compound average. Compound 107. Right. Compound 114. Mm-hmm. It, it well, just, it'd be more than 114. It'd be what? Yep. It would. It would. Like 120 like almost. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it really is about building a portfolio. And then if that's something that you're looking at, in the stock or in the crypto. Crypto is a little different, but... I think everybody should have some type of portfolio. Right. right. I don't think necessarily like the stock market is for everybody because it is essentially mm-hmm. like educated gambling. Right. But I mean, you can kind of figure out where it's going to go. Yeah. And, and that's why they have like Edward Jones and all these different financial goods, Fidelity and people like that that help you. But the real fun in it comes from like, oh, well, I put in like 50 bucks and that's $1,200 now. And yeah. I did that on my own. Right. And once you, 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 it's hard to read charts. And people don't necessarily understand. Like, it's not just looking at a picture. It goes up, down, up. <laughs> like, yeah, you can make the biggest educated guess you want. Mm-hmm. It can do the exact opposite. And I had that. We, uh, I got plenty of stories for trades. But oh, yeah. we were in, my friend Blake and I were in on, on this oil trade. And it was like, it was a shoe in Like, we were, we were set. We were going to make so much money. Like, it had to happen. Oil went negative. Mm. I didn't know oil could go negative thirty-seven dollars <laughs> yeah. a barrel. When was that? I remember not too long ago, but I lost a ton yeah. of money. I remember it was like college, still. I think right. Uh-huh. It, was, it, it was during Trump's presidency, right? It was only within like the last two years. Yeah, who knew oil could they would, go they to would, negative thirty-seven dollars a would, barrel? They were some places they were paying you to come in with oh, yeah. an oil truck and take oil. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were like, "We'll give you money. Just come take this oil." Like, was, and then I remember that and. So what they do on the market and everything when they're trading oil and crude oil, um, every day or every new rollover to like the next month is mm-hmm. called a swap. And so the trade that we were in, it went literally like we were at like $12 a barrel. And we're like, okay, yeah, oil has to go back up. It's at $12 <laughs> a barrel. And it just kept going down, down, down. So once it finally hit zero, obviously it was all cash out and everything else. But when it came back online like the next day, that oil went live and you could trade it again. I made like 20, I think it was like $21,400 in swap. Mm-hmm. They took out $21,500 <laughs> in fees. Ugh. So I still lost whatever I put right. in and then obviously like all the swap too. So the potential of what I was going to make came out in the swap mm-hmm. and still I lost it. I lost like an extra hundred like hundred dollars in fees or something like that, oh. but yeah. So it, what, do you, what do you trade with? Do you use? I use a bunch of different stuff. I mm. mean, crypto is obviously my main, right? But uh, I dabble Plat- platform wise too. Oh, platform, platforms. I I have a lot of those too. I use like Kraken, Coinbase. Mm. Um, a lot of it is for like monitoring, but like everything's yeah. on my ledger now. So okay. if I want to trade, so you I'll can keep more from- than one type of coin. Yeah. Okay. I keep you can keep any almost any coin on ledger. They don't have. Um, because it's, it's basically what it's just like a string of like numbers that you're putting, essentially. Yeah, so like your ad- dumb down version. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so your address that you send the crypto right. to is a bunch of random letters and numbers, yeah. and it's like 24 characters long or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, the ledger 
doesn't have necessarily the software for like all the coins. So like I do have another account called Bittrex. Yeah. And that's where, oh, I, yeah. keep, that's where I keep some of my other coins on there for my portfolio. That, that might have been. I forget. I forget. Yeah. And it's simply because Ledger doesn't have the firmware my to support ID's that everywhere. coin. Oh, I know. It's in – I'm sure someone's using it in another country. For oh, something, but. for sure. I, I already know it's happening because um, – we do, we used to trade forex. Well, we still do try, kind of trade forex. Forex is the pri- the pricing of foreign currency. Yes. Whether you're trading that the European dollar compared to the U.S. dollar is going to go up or down, um, things like that. And um, we were using offshore brokers at the time because mm-hmm. nobody, the, due to Dodd Frank, which is a bill that was passed during the Clinton Foundation and everything else. Due to Dodd Frank, you could not have. Yeah, dude, sorry, Clinton, Clinton administration. Clinton sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry, that's a long term. That right is all, oh, yeah. Uh, no, but like due to due to Dodd Frank, um, you could not have an onshore forex broker that hmm. was a hundred to one leverage, and the hundred to one leverage helps when you're trying to leverage your account on a small basis. So if you're using like a hundred dollars, a hundred to one is really really good because each pip is like a penny. Right. Now, if you're using a 500 to 1 leverage, each pip is $5. Okay. So you don't necessarily want to do that when you have a $100 account. So we were offshoring to like <laughs> – we had one in like Czech. I think there was another one in like Slovenia that we were using. It was oh, – I couldn't understand anything. Like if you <laughs> if you clicked a button, it came up with like Czech like words and everything. Uh, and you just had to like right. be like error, like uh. good, bad, and you couldn't tell. But uh. um, finally, they allowed U.S. brokers to come back on shore and – I use like Forex. Hugo's Way is another really good one. They don't have a lot of fees. Um, Hugo'sWay.com allows you also to trade Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and Ripple. Um, But fees for crypto on there are a lot. So each one kind of has their own crap about them. This one's got fees for crypto, but it doesn't have fees for Forex. Mm. Um, Things like that. I have tons of different accounts but hugo's way is probably my main one coinbase and trading view for charts mm-hmm. for crypto um stocks robin hood but i've also got a td ameritrade account okay yeah see i've always been uh, yeah when i was doing a lot of trading i i literally barely do like any now mm-hmm. but i was doing robin hood i think that i was like pretty early in robin hood like when they were yeah. just they're like it's free i'm like oh sick yep. yeah yep. uh i was, remember the uh, early Early stages of Robinhood before they had didn't uh, went through with the whole crypto thing, right? Yeah, it crypto, was, it was all the, the and, cards, the ATMs mm-hmm, now, and all that. Mm-hmm. I had a Robin. I, I think I have a Robinhood card somewhere. I don't see. But, I never got a Robinhood card, but there was when we actually went out to Vegas in 2018 for our trip. There was a Litecoin machine mm-hmm. that you could trade in your Litecoins for cash, and it would it was like an ATM. Yeah, but you did it all through the touchscreen on the ATM. It was like you know transfer four Litecoins for however much yeah. cash, and it like you know spit out cash. And the best part about it was it was at this exotic rental car place, and the guy was like, "How much you taking out?" He's like, "You want to rent one?" And we're like, "We're like 19, <laughs> so unless you want to, so but you gotta be 25." Right? Yeah, and I remember. Yeah, crypto. It was interesting. I mean, it's definitely like. It's still very new. Um, yeah. You know, relatively. Once but, it gets adopted. Right. And I think off. that's what I think a lot of people are, you know, um, you, you study a lot more than I do. But Trump was big against it. Right. Because he didn't like the whole dark web type deal. Yeah. Because that's originally, yeah. if anybody doesn't know, necessarily it, know where crypto came from, Bitcoin was illegal, used for the dark web. Yeah. Drug yeah, activities, all that stuff. All that good stuff. It's easy. You can just, here's my money. Because you can't trace them. Right. You can't trace yeah. any type of crypto. 
because of the address that you're given for your wallet. Right. And it's it's so random. You back can to never. the yeah. Back to you have to know everything. To, mm -hmm. Like you have to know it. Do you have two factor authentication on yours? I was gonna yeah. say I have that too, and that's that's six digits that change every thirty seconds. Right. So there's no way you'd ever yeah. be able to. So it's. Yeah, if that's something that's very like interests you, very interesting stuff. But I think if anybody has any questions, they're more than welcome yeah. to ask me. Reach out to them. They can Why is detailing my, your car? Get my social or, <laughs> or my social media or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, come talk to me while we're in the garage. I'll give you all yeah, the advice. I'll give you I the, can. the lowdown. You can stay the whole uh, detail. There you go. Yeah. No, but that's. I mean, that's originally where all that crypto crypto originated from was the dark web. Mm -hmm. And that's why it didn't get the traction that it needed at first. Right. But then it wasn't just Bitcoin. It was Ethereum and it was Litecoin and then it was Litecoin Lite and it was Ethereum Lite and then it was Ripple and it was just a bunch of the other altcoins that had right. started coming on the scene and then anybody could make their own coin, Dogecoin. That, that was happening a lot. Um, oh, yeah. It, everybody was making their own because they all wanted a piece of the pie. Right. So, I mean, who won it? You know, yeah. it's a ton Face of money. Facebook has their own. Facebook has their own um, coin. PayPal has their own right. coin now. And a lot, there's actually, um, I think Little Pump is making a coin. Yeah. And he's going to make it so, like, if you pay him in Little Pump coins, <laughs> you can meet him and, like, game with him for, like, an hour. Huh. And see, so, that's... I'm that, not sure what now, value is Now, you could probably speak a little bit on this, too, is, like, where do certain... Where do... There's a lot of different ways coins can find their value. Mm -hmm. But, like... What would someone make a coin like outside of like little pump? Like, why is Dogecoin a thing? Why is outside of the meme? But <laughs> sure, no, that's that's fine. Um, that's actually a really good question because Blake and I, my friend Blake and I, were actually business partners, but mm -hmm. um, we had talked about making a crypto. You know, you need your own servers, you need your own web platform, and everything right. else, and you have to have policy guidelines right up on the page. And so eventually we decided against it, but to put your own crypto together to make it worthwhile is you get to keep your however many you want. Mm -hmm. You can put however many you want into circulation. It's the same thing as stocks. You can keep, you know, five million for yourself and put out a million for other people to buy. If you want to control five out of the six million that you put out, fine. If you want to pump it to a dollar and it's at 34 cents, fine. You could do that when it was unregulated. Now that it's regulated, right. you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So now if you've noticed, there's not a lot more coins. The The coins have slowly started mm -hmm. to come on the scene like less and less. And that's because nobody can like, I'm going to make 10 million, buy nine, sell one, sell one million, yeah. and then pump it to like $9 cash out. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. Well, and you know, there, there is a, there's a bad side of that, but there's also a good side with the regulation is it's probably helping prices. It's uh, helping. It's assuring the buyers. It's know, helping so. prices, and it's also getting uh, publicity, right? Which is what we need. And now with this recent spike in Bitcoin, I guess. But with just that, what is you think it's here to stay? Like price wise, what's it? You know, is Bitcoin's forty thousand here to stay? Probably not. No, but you know, outside, like what? What do you think the lowest it, it, it can get back to? Obviously, zero Bitcoin? is like. It but, won't go below 2500 Right. And here's here the reason why that is is because there are what they call whales in the market. And mm -hmm. the whales are the ones that control, you know, 10% of the market. Well, and a lot of, of, a lot of corporations are buying Correct. a lot of Bitcoin. Correct. There are – and nobody knows who they are either because they all have yeah. their own, like, Bitcoin address. And so nobody knows who these big people are, which is kind of cool well, because you can't necessarily give all the power – to one person 
because you don't know who it is. Right. Now, they can have that power, but they can never publicize it unless they want to and say, like, oh, I own 90% of Bitcoin. The true founder of Bitcoin still has never been found. That's they, what I was they just don't, say. They don't yeah. know if it's, ac- if it's actually a person or not. <laughs> it, like, what, Satoshi, Satoshi Nakamoto, Nakamoto or something? Yep. I saw something where that was just a bunch of, like, it TV. It probably is. You, you ever, <laughs> remember, like, Zenith TVs? Like, yeah. TV brand names? Yep. It was a bunch of them, like, put together. It was, like, Motorola, uh, like, Nakamoto, like, the Moto oh, was from, like, Motorola. Yeah. Um, Naka was from like um, something. It was something else, but it was a bunch of like actual yeah. brand. Yes, I think so. Actually, yeah. I'm pretty sure. And it was it was from a bunch of like different brands that was just jumbled together right. that somebody had figured out. And it might be, it might not be, but but whoever you are, you're probably feeling pretty good right he now. He feels really good. He she unless he forgot really his password. <laughs> unless he forgot his 250 million dollar password, oh, that, that's, that's when I would that, have a cow. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I'd, I'd cry. If I I'd absolutely cry. I, and see, I don't know, like, literally, like, we're, what can you do? You just better hope you get it right in the next two guesses. You literally, it, and that's why it's it's a double standard of, like, it's really, really good and it's really, really bad. Because right. if you forget your password, you're literally plumb out of luck. Mm-hmm. And so. that's where I think, so they're talking about the possibility of, and they don't know who or what yet, but the idea of blockchain social media, mm-hmm. where... It, it, would, coins, it would be good and bad, right? So everything you would ever post, you know, there would be no censorship. There would be no regulation, though. Right. Everything you ever post would be up there. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, well, that would kind of suck because if you're 16, you know, posting, then you're yeah. going to run for president. What's well, there? But at the same argument, everything everyone has ever posted would be it's there. So there. whoever's going to come at you really has – they either have to have, like, the cleanest slate ever. Yeah. Or you can be like, dude, we were 16. Like, it'd be like real life again where it's like, we were 16. Like, you know. Like, I have a little bit of leeway. There'd be a little bit of good and bad from it, I think. But the idea of it's, like, interesting where really no one would own it. It would just be, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's why with each crypto, there's only a specific amount of circulating supply. There is no, like like unlimited amount like yeah. with stocks yeah there's usually there i mean there's not an unlimited amount but there's a lot to buy in a company with this there's only a certain amount of circulating supply and it's going down and down each day and once they're gone they're gone you mm-hmm. can't buy anymore yeah so and that's yeah, now and with, it'll never necessarily like run to zero right because everybody's trading it in and out every day well is that but, with uh now how does that work with i know with bitcoin they they stopped they would make x amount every so often yeah that- so the reason that like the bitcoin bull run happened is because bitcoin forked what a fork is yeah. is it literally deletes some of that supply so that it gains value and that's mm-hmm. that's good and it happened you know went to twenty thousand or whatever the first time now it's at 45 because bitcoin forked again last year um so now the supply has depleted twice yeah. so it'll keep doing that until all bitcoins are owned yeah, right. You and that that might just be Bitcoin. Ripple has forked before too, and they're forking into like their own separate coin. Which okay. now, if you own Bitcoin, you're going to get some of this other coin that they're working mm-hmm. with too, and it'll have value as well. So essentially, you're getting two coins that are you know not valueless, but on paper they're va- like they have value with them. Right. And now, I'm sure some people have heard of it. What about like how does the the mining side? Of all this work, yeah. My, so mining kind of came and went, right? You it, unless you have literally a shipping container. Is is it because of the price? Is it, no, it's because it's it's not worth it. You right. you'll mine for three hours and mining for anybody that's not 
crypto savvy. <laughs> mining, you're not taking a pickaxe to yeah. like a computer. <laughs> you're mining through like algorithms and stuff to gain. You're basically bits and hash- pieces of coin. You're, is it? It's hashing. Is that the correct kind of? And you're Is it how the transactions like go through? Yeah. So like. You're mining like one you're, coin. You'll get like a fourth of that coin. You're per basically using computing power to you aid need, in the development of Bitcoin and the growth. Yes, of it. So. yes. You need massive fans mm-hmm. to keep everything cool. And I like I kid you not, you need a shipping container full of computers, literally, to do it. And you'll make like half a Bitcoin usually in a couple days, and it does pay for itself. But by the time you've used all the electricity to supply all the computers, it's not worth it. Right. Because and, they use so much. You know, the upfront costs, getting it all. And the upfront um, cost, buying the shipping container, <laughs> buying the shipping container. All, the, all those uh, graphics cards that you're going to need are going to be... It just And that's why there's not really many miners left. And, and the depreciate, like, you know, you could do it for a while, but those cards, you're running them high like very very high speeds very very high like at cpu like all times right there and is so no they're just gonna point. burn out so not all the time but you know you're gonna have those repair costs you're gonna have to figure out what's going on here right and so yep yeah so it used to be i mean you used to be able to do it pretty much just with one computer yeah well, and then. that's why i used to get dms all the time for people like come mine bitcoin with me send me 500 and i'll send you back a thousand <laughs> i'm like that's not how that works yeah. i was like you'll send me back a thousand maybe in like four years yeah i was like and then you're not gonna know me but that's I don't even get DMs from miners anymore because they've just all literally you, they've handpicked out the ones that are garbage and there's like maybe a select few. Right. Yeah. No. I. I looked. I used to look into all this stuff all the time. Now. Now I just I I gaze I peruse. But I don't, I've been all over the place. I can talk about anything. I think I don't know. I try. I was, but, well, but, it's good to have a little bit of experience with right. everything. But no, that's um, yeah, that's good. I. I liked, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in the, the, the real estate stuff. You know, I'm glad we talked about that. I'm glad we talked about, it. but yeah, I think we just got a lot of info out there, and that was, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot of closing, fun. closing remarks. Where do you, where do you want people to find you? What do you want them to? Obviously, guys, we're giving away hundred dollar detailing. It was, yes, is it a complete job or is it a gift card? It'll be inside now. Okay. It'll be inside now. It's a certificate. It's for our basic hundred dollar pack. Um. You can find me on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at markcoca15. We also have a detailing page on Instagram as well, Coca's Auto Detailing. Um, you can find us on our Facebook, Coca's Auto Detailing, only five-star rated shop in the area. Um, come in. We'll take care of you. We'll get cool. you cleaned up. Well, thank you for coming. Hey, thank you. That was a lot of fun. Thank you for watching. And make sure you guys get entered into that giveaway. So how that's going to work, uh, there will be a link in the description of this video. If you're on YouTube, there will be a link in the header of the video if you're on Facebook, link in bio on it. You wherever you find links on your social media, it'll be there. But uh you're gonna have to click that and then you'll there'll be different ways to enter. So you can go follow Mark's page. That'll be an entry. You can come follow our page. You can listen to the podcast. That'll be an entry. So And if how about we do this? If you get like I don't know how many entries did you get for your last one? So it depends on how we do it. Um the last one though had like two thousand but but some like some things would be worth five entries. Some things would be worth okay. six. So it just depends. But um, yeah, what do you want to say? If you can get up to twenty five hundred entries, okay, and we can get to like that threshold, I'll bump it up to one hundred and fifty dollar package. All right, and you'll so, get a uh, buff wax. Oh, so you yeah. get scratches and swirls taken out on the paint. All right, so if we can get a hundred or one hundred fifty, if we can get twenty five hundred 
entries into this giveaway, and I I think we can do it. We might be at three thousand. So. I bet you we could. So we'll see. But maybe we'll bump it up if we get to three thousand. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about <laughs> every five hundred. What a, <laughs> you, we'll talk about it. There, there's not a thousand dollar package, but no, there's not. We'll 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 cap it out at the five. Right. Pack. No. <laughs> but yeah. So. Thanks again, Mark, for joining us. Thank you so much. I had a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, and if you listen to the whole thing, we appreciate you. You can always support us by buying some pre-workout. I'm going to turn into one of those guys. There you go. No, but it's always here. We wholesale it. We don't try to push it on you, so it's in shop. We don't, like, sell it and then make commission, whatever. But but we have that. We also have our T-shirts that will be out next month. That'll be February, so make sure you're sticking around. We don't have any, like, graphics or anything for them yet, but... (laughs) I can make those so it doesn't take too long. You can come get some Coco's Auto Detailing Apparel. You could. If you, really if you want, want to support Mark after you heard all of his wonderful info, you can go and buy a shirt, a hoodie. We got hoodies. We got T-shirts, water bottles, uh, working on sweats. Yeah. Um, socks, maybe. Socks might Ooh, be coming in. Yeah. I'm kind of excited okay. about those. Okay. They're going to have my number down the side of the sock. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not going to happen. Oh, gosh. But no, we're working, okay. on, we're working on sweats. Uh, I got a great t-shirt lady. She's really, really cool. We're working on sweats. We got hats too. Okay. So if anybody's interested. Cool. Cool. Well, if you're interested and you want to support him, go follow his pages. Go get, buy a t-shirt. If you want to support us and what we're doing with the podcast, you can also do that. Um, we'll have podcast shirts, whatever. You can buy a KGP shirt until then. But stick around. February is going to be a great month. I know we've got one week, so I really haven't even told you guys who's coming on yet. I guess I can spill that to them. So, yeah, I think I can. I, I got to remember them now. I so week one, we're going to have Yarber the Barber. Do you know any? Do you know, I do. You do From know Faded? Yar- yeah. yeah. So we're going to have Yarber the Barber. I'm going to come in and talk about some cutting hair, a little bit of everything else, cool. just like you. That'll be fun. He's got his motorcycle. I'm sure we'll talk about that. A That'll bit. be a lot of fun. So, oh gosh, I'm going to. There we go. So we'll have we'll have Yarber on. So stay tuned for that. That'll be February second, I believe, is the first Tuesday in February. Then we'll have Jalil Carter. Do you know Jalil? I do know Jalil. See, we're just gonna Jalil's bring another in. realtor in the area. Yeah, he'll be yeah, a lot of fun. Right, he'll keep it live. Oh yeah. So we'll have those two. Oh gosh, I'm gonna forget him. Jordan Spence. You might. I don't know that one. Jordan is a youth minister in. Kalis, which is a very small town. Okay. It's known for its church and bar. That's it. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, but <laughs> one no. of two things. <laughs> so he'll be on. He works with kids and, and positioning them into careers and everything. So he'll have a lot of good info on that. And then, oh no, I'm going to forget the fourth one. And I'm. Gonna... <sighs> this is uh, editor Caleb again. Um, yeah. So after stuttering about who was my fourth guest for about four minutes. Uh, I, I determined I could not figure out who it was until after the episode was over. Um, Adam, Mr. Adam Calvert, I am intensely sorry. Uh, I would have cut that completely if it was anybody else, but it's kind of funny, but it's also kind of sad. So uh, Adam Calvert will be our fourth guest. He'll be our week four guest for uh, for February. So look forward to that. And we'll uh, go back to your regularly regularly scheduled broadcast. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate our first month, not episode, first month of podcasts. That's four of them, four a month. I don't know. I don't think well, there might be one month where there's five, right? If there's a five. I'm a leap year. Right. Yeah, whatever. However, that, that was last year. Oh, you know, last year was a leap year. and I forgot like, about that. No one even really noticed. <laughs> I don't think anybody needed to notice. But again... 
we'll get out of here. We'll let you go. Thanks, Mark. Hey, thank you. Um, it was a lot of fun. Make sure you guys are supporting us so we can do more of this, bring more people in. Absolutely. Now, turn me off, please. Thanks. Thank Bye. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>